G'day, denizens of the mortal realms of the bearded form. Uh, we are talking all thin cities of Sigma. This is episode three of three. So uh, if you're joining us for the first time, we have had a discussion focused around the humans. We've had a, a conversation around the elves. And we are now with Canada's finest, Matt Kowalik. Uh, hope I got that right, who yeah. is the yeah. owner of a book of grudges greater than South Sydney Rabbitohs and Russell Crowe. Australians, you know what that means. Everyone else probably has no idea. Uh, but we, uh, it's uh, before we kicked off, I said to you, Matt, that I wanted to go find something. And uh, so my our, our professional sport is rugby league. It's like, mm -hmm. it's kind of like uh, the NFL without uh headgear and like uh padding and um there's a team in the competition the oldest team called the south sydney rabbitohs which is owned by russell crowe who we know loves a good fight if anyone loves south park but they put out a book about 10 15 years ago called the book of grudges and i thought this would be perfect for this episode and i couldn't find it it's hidden somewhere i've got the book of grudges it's not my sports team but i did buy it i thought it'd be hilarious but you you are Eduardin. You are going to talk to us about um, how the new Cities of Sigma looks with a Dwarden focus. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to play with your dwarves, folks. So we're not saying that you have to play 100%. But to given, given this book is so deep with lots of combination synergies and builds, the best way to break this down, uh, from my experience, is to look at it with a core focus. So in past episodes, we've talked about 60 to 70%. If you look at Gits, you look at Skaven, you look at anyone who has this kind of multi-keyword kind of build style, to avoid getting into analysis paralysis, that's kind of a really good kind of um, just a, a theme to keep in your mind. But anyway, Matt, Canada's finest. You're here to talk about Duarte. And for anyone who doesn't know who you are, let's do an intro first. And let's get into this new Cities book because it is deep. It is rich. There's a lot of cool things to talk about. And I want to know how dwarves play in this realm. Yeah, cool. So, uh, I mean, my background in cities, I actually, uh, when AOS first came out, uh, one of my first armies, actually, I think it was uh, my first complete army, was uh, uh, Phoenix Guard or Phoenix Temple. So, uh, you know, tip my hat. I was the number one Phoenix Temple player in the world at the time because I was the only one. Um, but, you know, uh, rip them now. But, uh, you know, as, as the Cities of Sigmar book came out, um, it, it introduced me to a lot of the, the Free Guild and, and, of course, the Dwarves. And uh, the amount of Greywater Fastness Get Started boxes that I bought uh, when I saw those War Scrolls because, honestly, I, I loved... I loved Iron Drakes. Uh, I think I think they were at the time they were amazing, um, and I think that was back in the day when Cogsmith actually had play. Because uh, as you mentioned in your video a little bit while ago, um, just rocking them with a bunch of missile batteries was was just hilarious in Greywater Fastness. Just sending the oh, stuff and, off, and... and don't forget when you could bring in the uh, the Skink Star Priest as well, and it used to yeah. allow you to re-roll ones. I think it was so you could you could bring it down to like hitting on yeah. twos or hitting on threes, re-rolling ones, four batteries. Like it was absolutely ridiculous. That was that was true Iron World yeah. at its peak. Yeah, you just rock the you just rock your uh, Cogsmith, the uh, Ord Lord Ordinator, the Skink, and uh, and then those three things that made no sense to being 
you know, helping free guild. They, they did in a, in a big way. And uh, I had some fun picking some big stuff off at the, the other end of the table because the range on those things, because then you had the, the old macroscope and all that fun stuff. Uh, it, it made for a good time. And then, uh, you know, yeah, you'd have your iron, iron drakes. And then for some reason they ended up becoming like better in city or in uh, living city because of their, their no move. And you know, just fluff made no sense, but uh, just popping them in uh, board edge uh, because they don't move, they get the extra shot. Having a rune lord babysit them, uh, they get their extra rend, and they were they're they're nasty. And and when they first came out, they were cheap. And then people realized we probably shouldn't allow that anymore, and they went up to like 180 points, yeah. I think it was. Or yeah, something yeah, like they that. got they got a mad tax. Like as yeah. soon as uh the uh bridge endless spell the bridge I've, I've forgotten its first name soul screen bridge oh, yeah. uh as soon as you started seeing that like how uh even hello heart wizards like teleporting these blocks of um iron drakes with like a, a rune lord or a warding king behind it and like just absolutely blasting people off and like yeah they got the yeah. they got the slanish tax yeah it was it was uh it was a good time uh like i've always been kind of uh, a heavy mix of magic and and shooting with uh, with my front line of my phoenix guard just because that's my that's always been my bread and butter uh, butter rest in peace but uh they're kind of still in the game with with black guards so I'll I'll figure out a way to to mix and match where I where I can but uh yeah and then uh I think dwarves are the only thing in the book that uh didn't get, see any sort of uh, legend hammer which which was nice uh, we didn't lose anything in terms of units but uh we we lost some 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 cool stuff some fun stuff but there's ways of making it work honestly i think there's ways of making everything work in the game in the right situation um the the they're still durable as all hell like they've always been uh it's just their their biggest problem which has always been the same thing with fire flares is there's stumpy little boys and they have a hard time getting where they need to be so but there's ways around it in this book, and that's that's what I that's what I love about Cities of Sigmar. I've always loved it in the old book. This book is there's ways of finding something that you're just like, oh crap, how does how does that even work? But it does, and 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 you can you can figure out some cool stuff. Like uh, the the first GT I played in in a long time, I, I'm kind of doing the retirement tour of my Phoenix Guard, and I went four one in an old book, and and. Uh, it was yeah, old book, and I'm, I'm playing against you know current corn. I'm running hollow heart, current corn, uh, all that stuff, right? And it's like, oh, how how did you uh, combat the the, the bloodthirster that came in and turned off your ward save? I just threw blizzard at it and hope that he didn't <laughs> he didn't ignore it, right? But. So you, you've had, a, and like that's, I love that people have a chance uh, for the retirement tour because there are some things, and for those who have a mixed force where you have like hand gunners or you've got certain units, uh, yeah, you've got a couple of months probably of a retirement tour, but it also gives us good time to now start thinking about what do we want to build towards. Uh, if I don't have a full Dwarden army and I want one, or maybe I'm like, look, I, I feel like I need some speed, I need some range, I need some what you know wizards in the current meta. Um, that's what we're going to unpack today. Like, how do I start thinking about it as a Dwarden player? You talked about the good times. You talked about the times that we had all of the jank and we had some absolute incredible times. Go back even to the um, the old Anvil Guard days where you'd get the uh, the no armor save, blitz everyone with your gyrocopters. We've had a lot of great times. We did. How I you mean, doors were a good time. Uh, honestly, I still think there's good times to be had in there um i'm just you know uh I'm, I'm awaiting a little bit of a points adjustment where other places where some units make sense but we'll talk about that later 
let's get into that. So okay. how, how are you feeling now? So you've had the good times of the past. Um, are you feeling that this book is going to shelve the dwarves? Is it something that is going to see people just absolutely building around the dwarves or is it somewhere in the middle? Like what are you feeling right now with a Dewad and focus? So I feel like currently the dwarves are going to be pretty good support pieces, like certain units that you can mix and match in there. I, I still feel very strongly in the fact that you can soup uh, all of your your races into this and they all kind of have a role. Um, I, I think the dwarves are a hundred percent dwarf army might be a little hard. Doesn't doesn't mean it's not going to be fun because I mean they're they're hard to shift and all you got to do is get to a get to a point. You just got to get there eventually, but. Um, there, there's just things in the book that um, do it better or the same for cheaper. Um, but uh, I, my opinion right now, my, my again, we'll talk about this later, but my favorite unit uh, from Dwarves right now is, is the Hammers. I mean, we'll talk about orders and stuff, but yeah. I, I, we, I love the Hammers. We're definitely, yeah. we'll, we'll get into the weeds. Yeah. We'll get into it. Rest assured, folks, we will yeah. get into the weeds. I'm not going to cut Matt off, but I just want to get a good understanding, right? So right now, because you're right, when I looked at the city's range, and I know it was actually even leading up to cities, it was human, human, human focus. And all of the new units were previewing. It's like there was this weird feeling for the elves and the dwarves going, are we being legend? Are we going to be moved out into some combination dwarf book, which would be Fire Slayers, KO, and cities dwarves? Like there was all these like really weird, we didn't kind of know where we were going to be. And then when we saw the model release, there was no legends. And there was no new units. So, and we will get to that, but it was kind of this weird spot. It's like, okay, well, if I was playing with my dwarves, I can still do it. If I want to lean into the the new uh, city stuff, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it's really up to us, right? And there are some deficiencies. If you kind of build into an old dwarf list, there's a couple of things that you might struggle with. Right now we've got the magic meta. That's just an example. Um, but overall, I'm kind of hearing at least either neutral or positive. I, yeah, I'm more on the neutral point. Um, I, like I said, I, I think they're going to be really, there's going to be some really good synergies that you can find uh, with certain units, right? Uh, and again, we'll talk about it later, but uh, 100% army, I think you're going to struggle, but I, th- I think they will meld well with, uh, very well with some of the, the human lists that we're that we're seeing i think you can throw some dwarves in in there uh as 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 basically to fill out a role that you kind of got with it with a human unit and and they they might even be slightly better or do it the same uh and, and it just means honestly that uh, a bunch of us that have a bunch of our 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 dwardens we could we could still play them i i i still see roles for them and i think they're going to be okay yeah and, and I agree with you. Like I look at this and uh, I don't, I'm not a big dwarf player. So just context, uh, I'm definitely very heavily human focused being an empire player, but I've always had a history with the dwarves as the empire's greatest allies who forge Galmaraz, who helped uh, forge the empire and the rune, the rune fangs and all that good stuff for any of you Warhammer fantasy battle players back in the day, you understand what I just talked about. But the dwarves, you're right, are, are really, really interesting because you have some cities that are built around them, which is really cool. 
there's no new units, but you also had no legends. So really, when we start thinking about this, because I'm going to get straight into the weeds here, because I think yep. we've said we'll talk about this in a minute, probably too many times. And people are just like, shut up and actually talk about it. So actually, let's actually talk about the new cities book. So first things first, uh, if you are someone coming in from the old world, the old book to the new book, the uh, allegiance ability has been fundamentally being gutted and completely changed. So uh, you do have your stronghold still. So we still have some sub factions that we'll get into at due time. But there was a couple of other things, right? There was these honored retinues where if you had two little sub commanders next to each other, they could generate command points. You could uh, protect and bounce off wounds to a unit if they were close by. There was a coalition, like one in four Stormcast. Uh, in Tempest Eye, you could do one in four KO. You could do one in four Sylvaneth in Living Cities. There was a whole bunch of rules that were basically all gone. They are mm -hmm. 100% all gone. So Cities Allegiance has completely changed. Before we get to the new Allegiance, I want to know how do you feel as a Dwarf player the impacts of losing these particular rules? Um, yeah, so... I think it's, it's going to go, I think everyone's going to agree that that coalition and fundamentally will will change how that being gone will change how we build our lists uh, because we've been we've been so used to bringing in one and four of something, right? Um, like running running KO and Tempest I was super fun. It was a great time. Um, but I am now on the side and I've always kind of been this with every book is I'm, I'm very happy to know that I think that this book can compete from within cover to cover rather than bringing things in from other armies to make them like amazing. Right. Uh, like we, we, again, we lived the, the fulminator in, in living cities. Right. Uh, that was awesome. But again, it was, we're bringing in something from another faction to make our city good. And I, mm. I think in this, I think I think the way they've written it right now, um, it's it's competitive from within, and we don't need to bring the other stuff, uh, which which I love personally. So, and you can still bring in two dragons, you can still mm -hmm. bring in Forminators, you can still bring in a knight in Cantor. But you're right, like it was a crutch. And if I think about some of my old lists, I loved running Krondus or Karazai in a Cities of Sigma list. But like I was building around this one in four, um, even if I go back to my old Hallow Heart days before the changes to being a general, a Knight in Cantor was my general because it could be a, a higher armor saved wizard, which I really liked. But you're right. Like when you look at the War Scrolls, I think there are some really good quality of life improvements, uh, mm -hmm. even for the dwarves. And most of the changes that I looked through, I really liked as a dwarf player. Um, there's probably one that I kind of cried a little bit inside personally, and we'll talk about it when we get to that point. But otherwise, like you're right, the War Scrolls have kind of improved. So you don't need to rely on stuff outside of the book. But you've got a deep enough ally pool that you can still bring in a gun hauler. You can still bring in a, a couple of you know units in, in your match playlist. I mean, yeah, and then uh, we could still bring in, and he's a dwarf. We could still bring in Gotrek, and that's just a good time to eat that guy up the board and have fun. <laughs> so he's uh, he's a special little boy. But overall, you're kind of feeling uh, just to kind of summarize this. Yeah, we lost some things, but it's not like it's completely crippled your army in the way you like to play Dwarden. Yep. I, I love this book, uh, how I play dwarves, how I play anything in the cities. I, I, I love this book and I'm not just biased because I love cities. I love how this is written. Well, 
we also lost some units. So I've asked this same question to everybody else, but for you, this is the least impactful, right? So when I talk to my other two guests, when I talk to um, like the human side and the elf side, you look at it there, you lost your phoenixes, you lost your uh, hell, rocket batteries and your volley guns, you lost your phoenix guard, you lost a whole bunch of wood elves type stuff, you lost hand gunners and uh, demigriff knights and great swords, and you lost a lot from the elves and the, um, the, the humans, but nothing dwarf actually got changed. Like there's no removal from that. So for you, I imagine from a Duarden point of view, no change. But as you said, the soup, which is, you know, combining multiple elements from the book, that's where you've been impacted. Yeah, I mean, for me, again, I, I built my core around uh, 40 Phoenix Guard and, and, a, and a Frost Heart and then build some dwarves in around that because they're a great protection for my uh, my Iron Drakes that were, that were kicking around, teleporting around, shooting the crap out of everything, right? Um, but in terms of, of the dwarf units, uh, the only, like, we didn't lose any units, but we lost some cool abilities on the War Scroll that made them really neat that kind of hurt some of our units pretty bad. Uh, not to the point where they're not playable. I mean, a rune lord is still a priest, and priests are good. Priests are amazing, but yeah. <laughs> and that was the rule I was alluding to. The fact that the rune lord lost its plus two to unbind and dispel. As soon as I saw that, my heart crumbled. I'm like, oh, I'm I love that that unit. That that well, unit being able to just get that that guarantee, and then if you have to use heroic willpower for an extra. Oh, so good. Yeah, I think he can still unbind, which is which is still great. I mean, you can run a bunch of priests and still unbind. Uh, so, I mean, that's not necessarily bad. We have the primals, which isn't awful to to have to to rely on. Um, but I think I think the changes to the Rune Lord hurt more units than just the Rune Lord. Um, his his prayer to help Iron Drakes is now changed, where it's not anything or any weapon. It's now melee weapons only uh it, it's kind of good kind of bad where you don't need a rune lord to babysit your iron drakes to make them awesome anymore uh you could just let the you can again for living cities you can just teleport a, a unit of iron drakes and and not have to have the rune lord there to give them extra rend which is nice the only thing that sucks is they're, they they will never have that rend again but um again you don't need to sacrifice another rune lord up up the board to, to babysit so but it was, but it was like, let's be honest. It was a little bit ridiculous when you had, uh, you teleport them up the board, they get an extra attack for not moving. Then they're doing mortals. Uh, was it mortals on sixes? If I remember correctly, um, like it was just complete stacking of abilities, which is why the points went up so ridiculously high. Um, so in a way, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, like they were rent two, yeah, yeah. Like they were rent two weapons, uh, a boatload of shots. Um, uh, if you got curse off, ouch. <laughs> right so um yeah 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 I, but now that that's kind of uh, the your iron drakes are now back down in points where they used to be uh they just don't do as much which to be honest with you i i i i mean i'm gonna miss it like you just said uh i don't hate it though because they, it, it was very very good for a very long time so we had our moment in the sun and uh i'm okay with it yeah, make, make no mistake, I'm not underplaying the loss of the ability, but you could see that, like, they changed with Lumineth Sentinels and how they had to kind of rein it in a little bit because it was becoming a bit too overpowered. I can see why they've done it, but rest assured, I love the combination. So uh, 
not defending the choice, mm-hmm. but it's gone. But it, it also what I'm hearing is that it doesn't mean just because you lost that ability, the Iron Drake's now going to retirement. They still got good play. Yeah, I mean, they're still fine. I mean, uh, they have they have a great shooting profile still. Uh, they have Rend. Uh, they, they lack a bit of range. But again, it's a unit that they still benefit from if you put them from Living Cities on board edge. They'll still benefit from not moving. So they'll get the extra attack from that which isn't necessarily bad. And, and honestly, I mean, they're Dwarden. They're, they're dispossessed. They're, they're actually pretty tanky for, for what they are. So, I mean, they, they can take a punch and still kind of be there. They, they all won't be there, but they can still be there. And you'll see, you still might get another couple of rounds of shooting by not moving them. Right. So, and then they'll, what? they'll take some, they'll take some stuff out. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. They're still good. Actually, before I move off Iron, Dra- uh, Iron Drake's, because uh, I do want to talk about some of the other changes that I noticed, or at least mm-hmm. what have you noticed as well. I've got a, a couple that I noticed. Um, a lot of talk right now is happening around Fusiliers, which is the human new version of the handgunners. Um, people are loving the combinations, and there's there's a few really good combinations, especially in Grey Water Fastness, when you add like Master of Ballistics and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and they're a unit who also benefits if they don't move, although there's jank that allows them to move and doesn't count as moving doesn't matter mm-hmm. how do you think i drake stand up to the fusiliers now so right now as we're talking which, they, which, which is currently no yeah. faq the book is literally kind of hitting the shelf right now points may adjust but right now it is rules as written in the book yep. so right now as as we're talking uh fusiliers are sadly just better uh they're they're cheaper uh, they're basically new sentinels. Uh, if you get if you get the proper spells and and the, the stuff off, and and quite frankly, uh, we talked about this before we came live. Is they're actually also not a terrible front line just because of their uh, when they're in their their what is it their formation or whatever it is. Um, uh, they when they get shot, you, you can't rend them, uh, which mm. is like that makes them tanky. Then they're going to have potentially the ward and blah 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 of all the stacking stuff um and you put them on the front line do you really want to charge that because that unleash hell is going to hurt you um just because of the the mortals that are potential out there but um and i i'm fairly certain that you've talked about it at least in one of the videos i know you did um i don't foresee those fusiliers staying where they're at um in points no uh and when that happens it depends on where they're gonna end up um I can see them going up. I, I can see them almost hitting the uh, the how Iron Drake's got hit before, where they're going to go up twenty points, right? And then that's where you might start thinking, uh, if you're running a, a heavy dwarf army, that's where you're going to start thinking maybe maybe my Iron Drakes are going to be fine because you've now gone up in points, and then you've also got to pay for the other heroes uh, to make them kind of your sentinels, right? So you'll have to pay for your Warforger, which He's going up in points. Don't care what anybody's saying. He's going up in points. Um, so you're gonna have to pay a little bit more for that. Where where that now 150 unit is potentially gonna go up in 20 points, plus the 80 points that you're gonna have to spend to get your uh, your aura of um, mortal wounds. That could, that dude's gonna go up. So I mean, right now you're looking at that that unit, and and I mean, I'm hearing a lot of people going out there saying, "I'm going out and buying 60." Cool. I think you're gonna use 60 for about a month. 
and then uh, we're going to be buying oh. you. We're going to be buying them off of uh, yeah, like your troll trader or whatever. Yeah. So please, I, I have I haven't I haven't bought any fusilies when they come out yet. But less is sure if you go do it, I'll go buy them off you. I'll be happy. Yeah. Just don't paint them for me, please. Like glue them yeah. together properly. Don't don't be bad. Um. So what I'm hearing right now is just pure war scroll on war scroll fusilies is probably better right now. Obviously, the the it's not inherently the best. Like it's not going to bust your chops immediately. But when you have the right combinations and synergies, it is a very deadly unit. But I think there will be some points adjustments, whether it's ten points, fifteen points, or twenty points. Who knows? But a combination, you might find that uh, it may not be as ridiculous. But Iron Drake still have their place uh, from from what I've seen, and I still I still like them, especially in a dwarf build where you've got the right synergies. But if I'm just taking a unit, I'm probably going um, Fusiliers right now because I'm human and I'm building around it. But I don't want this to be the Fusilier versus Iron Drake discussion. This is, I want to talk more about some of the other changes. And as I look through the War Scrolls and compare the old War Scrolls to the news, I think there's a lot of good quality of life improvements. Did you notice, or uh, what are the ones that kind of stood out to you the most when it comes to, to Dwarden? Um, yeah, so I kind of like the warden king a decent mm. amount um again i mean like he, they're gonna suffer like every other dwarf suffers where they're gonna be slow as hell we all get that but this dude packs a punch i mean he's five attacks threes and threes neg two could be use him as a counter charge he's neg three and uh, d3 damage a piece that's that's nothing to frown on um he doesn't stand on his on his rock anymore and does that stuff but i mean he's got the uh um where the fearless leader where when he fights uh another unit wholly within 12 of them can fight so he's basically got the the, the sentinel thing of within range right um and you pair him off with your counter charge and and you counter charge him and if you've got the right artifacts which again we'll talk about later but i mean this dude can surprise you on a counter charge and he, he there's ways of making them fight first and, and and all that fun stuff or making everything fight last um if you if you properly put him where you need to be and then uh you 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 know he'll do some work and then a unit within him will clean up what he doesn't kill uh i think i think he's he's a big boy uh he he hits hard uh he hits very hard so yeah getting the extra point of ren going from ren one to ren two uh he gained an extra attack going from uh four attacks to five attacks mm -hmm. i do want to before we move on to another unit i do want to call out or get at least your thoughts on standing on the oath stone was a pain in the ass right because you had to sacrifice your move to stand on the on the, the stone but it would give you a Battleshock immunity within 18 inches, which is a massive aura. And it's not like the War Scroll just reduced that aura. That is completely gone. Yeah. So has that changed your thinking around the value of a Warden King? Do you see um, there's other inspiring presence plays you need to consider? Is it changing the way you build that now I'm going to go minimum size units because I can't, I, I can't build these like 20, 30 block units and risk the Battleshock, the Battleshock? Like, how so, is this working for you? Yeah, so there's other changes to other War Scrolls that I think kind of mitigate that. So so just specifically talking about the Warden King, I'm now not afraid to to throw him in combat, right? Where where he, where he was before, he's, oh, I got to stand on the stone, and he's just kind of there, 
right? Uh, so now he hits harder. Uh, he does more. He does other things for the units around him rather than making a battle shock. And uh, the change to another war school that I was alluding to is your um, the long beards, where you can mitigate uh, your um, your battle shock, right? So now they don't make them battle shock immune don't get me wrong but uh when a model would they have a, a thing where if a model would flee from uh, uh, a unit wholly within 12 of your long beards uh you for each model that flees on a four plus they don't flee anymore so really you're, you're only losing half of your your battle shock um and those dudes aren't terribly expensive i think they're only 130 points so i mean i you you run a block of ten of them, and then you could spread that out where that holy within twelve is a giant bubble. So I mean, um, battle shock immunity is, is great. Don't get me wrong, but I mean at least this will mitigate kind of what you lose for from the the warden king. It's a cool little ability, and you, we have that in in the human side too with your command corp. But uh, just having these dudes in there, and, and you can outfit them with great axes, or or, or they could be a tanky do, a tanky group of guys, or you can outfit them with their great axes, and they can hit almost as hard as your hammers so it's it's cool with the long beards that it's not just their unit it is any unit that's holy any duarden cities of sigma duarden unit that's wholly within 12 inches of this unit so yep. if you've got this protecting let's say your uh, iron drakes or you've got some hammerers or you've got whatever it is uh if you're within that wholly within 12 inches of the long beards um on a four up that's that's actually really cool so it means you can reconsider where you put your inspiring presence down um it may mean that you know instead of losing 10 models or five models you're down to like 50 percent statistically on average yep. uh, and that might then completely change the way you use inspiring presence or even if you need it at all like you, you're willing to take the risk yeah and and these dudes uh you can you can hold them back as your kind of your protection to your um, like your rune lords that are going to hang back, and then they'll they'll just give your you know they'll also give out your lookout sir, uh, and then with again with you, when you spread out your unit of ten, uh, again that's a giant aura of of holy within twelve inches. That's that's a big area that you can if you do it properly. That's a big area where where you can mitigate those losses to do a battle shock right. So. Yeah. And just to clarify what I just said, it is models who flee. So obviously you have to do the inspiring presence or the battle shock test first, then on the four plus for every model that runs away. But if you know that, you know, on average, you look at the dice roll and how many models you've lost, you could lose, you know, no more than three or four as an example. It's worth the risk. You're like, okay, cool. Really, I'm only losing two statistically. So am I going to waste this CP if I'm going first, you know, and, and, and roll it into the next um, turn? it's a consideration is, yep. is what i'm and, saying and then, yeah. and, you know you could you could save your cp for that unit that's got two three models left where uh battleshock would completely wipe them out right uh and then that those three dudes are, are there they're still annoying uh just because you know the unit's still there a, a unit still on the board is, is still annoying um and then you can you can use the you you pay the cp on them keep them around and then your unit that kind of took a little bit less loss uh that's or has more bodies still in the unit then you can keep that unit still pretty beefy uh and 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 kicking around so and depending on how, how big the unit is you might might find more value getting a rally off so yep. uh just a, a couple of thoughts so you're liking uh the long beards you've talked at the warden king uh we've talked at the rune lord uh unfortunately losing the plus two to unbind and dispel any other units that you thought have a, a glow up that's worth calling out? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, all of them got some changes on their war schools that 
uh, or or Iron Drakes didn't so much, but uh, the changes from the Rude Lords really affected the the Iron Drakes. But I I think the um the changes I've got two more the by the way. I've the got two breaker. more. Yeah. So I think you're going to talk about the Iron Breakers. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. As soon as I saw that, because for the last 30 minutes, you've been whinging about Phoenix Guard. And I'm like, one, why are we talking about elves on this show? Two, here is a perfect replacement for those bloody Phoenix Guard. And they're 130 points. Uh, so they're 30 points more expensive than your Steel Helms, but they are beefier. They're tankier. Uh, they... Um, uh, sorry, yeah. I mean, they're tankier. And then uh, when we talk about orders, uh, there's an order called Shield Wall, Form Shield Wall, that uh, it would give, generally, it would give a unit of dwarves uh, five up ward. Well, these dudes get a four up ward from this aura, or from this order, sorry. And uh, I mean, these guys are three up save. They are now uh, four free, kind of technically, uh, if they get the order. They're a four up ward. So you. You know, you have your 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 warden king kicking around there, um, and he'll issue that order and give a give a four plus ward to a unit within three of them, and that's awesome. That's incredible. It's so good. Uh, the last one um, that I'm going to call out, I'm going to own this one because people aren't going to. I actually have to apologize to this unit because the last two videos I've actually had a crossover its face and incorrectly said it's not there. Uh, the old Cogsmith, trusty old Cogsmith, uh, being able to issue commands to gyros, both your copters and your bombers, board-wide. I thought that was really cool. Because like it, it, the I because you've got the new great cannon, and it's human. It's like, okay, well, the Cogsmith doesn't synergize now because it's not order. It is now human. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, how do these things work? Well, now the Cogsmith has a role if you are building a gyro-focused, or at least you you're investing in a bunch of gyros and you want to get the a command point out them. Obviously, they've got speed. Uh, this is a, not a bad little unit to consider. Would I have it in every list? No. Uh, but if I'm running a bunch of, uh, of gyrocopters or gyro bombers and I want to get more consistency in my attack profile or my charge or whatever it might be, uh, I don't mind the little old Cogsmith. Yeah, you know what? He's not terrible. Uh, well, he's fine-ish. Uh, but, I mean, you, you, can, you can deploy him in a way where you put him somewhere, he doesn't have to move. Right, so that can actually benefit the um, the the battle tactic where you have to be within a couple board edges or whatever. Well, that dude, he's just going to be on a board edge anyways because he doesn't need to go anywhere, right? I mean, he's got a fairly okay shooting profile. Um, I mean, it's not amazing, but it's it's two shots, two damage, blah blah blah. But uh, issuing because gyrocopters lost the lead again uh, they gained it and then they lost it again so they need a way to get those um those cps out there because quite frankly if you're running a full dwarf army we've talked about it again everything's slow so there's nothing that can issue those cp to them so having mm. a cogsmith uh if you if you love your gyros and i know i know a couple guys that that absolutely love them where they're just going to do some bombing runs and it'll be fun uh you'll have your 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 cogsmith in the back just kind of hanging out and i don't remember his points off the top of my head but i don't think he's terribly expensive so it's let me fine have a look. let me have a look like he was always like 60 to 80 points somewhere like he, he was never never a very expensive hero um you just look for the cheapest cheapest hero 
He's 90 points. 90 points. It's not horrible, especially when we get to, you know what, we'll get to it in a second because I do want to move forward. Um, When we look at the new order mechanics, getting cheap heroes, having this particular hero around and what the orders can do does actually justify. If you can get those commands out to your gyros and you're issuing um, orders from the cogsmith, I I think it pays for itself. 90 points is fine. Uh, 90 points is fine to issue an order if you can get them in position. It's great. It's fine. But that's the assumption of you got gyros. If I don't have gyros, I'm not taking that hero. Just always No, because he benefits out. nothing else, right? But Correct. Uh, I'm not taking it for the orders for him. Like I just get someone else to do that. Yep. Yeah, and, and honestly, I, I think if you're going to run dwarves, I think you need to have a couple gyros in there. They're cheap as well, right? I mean, uh, the copters are 80 points a piece, right? Uh, and you can, and like the, the chariots, you can you can run them in a unit of three now which is cool. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't do that before, could you? Like, nope. it's specifically, though, the gyrocopters, not the gyro bombers. Bombers are still singles, but your copters can either be taken as a unit of one or as a unit of three, and that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got your speedy little dudes, and uh, and their their guns aren't bad. So, yeah, they're not they're not bad little unit, and then being able to get CP from anywhere on the board is pretty sweet. All right. The last question I want to ask you about the units before we move into the actual abilities and get some of your thoughts and we'll t- unpack these orders and you've talked counter charge a few times now. There's a whole bunch of brand new units from the uh, the Great Cannon to the Steel Helms to the um, the Cavaliers or uh, to the, uh, the Fusiliers. You've got uh, the Pope. You've got like there's so many like there's uh, the Lioness on her Manticore. There's so many brand new units for humans. Is there any of them that you would consider in your quote unquote soup army, that combination mixed arms force where, you know, there's a deficiency, whether it is speed, whether it is uh, whatever the deficiencies you'll call that in a minute. Um, Is there anything in particular that's been added to the faction where you're like, you know what, this fills a gap. Uh, Adding in Cavaliers into this is in my opinion, quite good. Uh, I think these are your better um, your better option for your speed. Uh, they're a three up save on the charge. They do some 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 great damage. Uh, they're pricey, 180 point. Yeah, 180 points. But I mean, what they do as a unit of five is is quite good. Um, and then if you run them in the city that I want to run, uh, they move they move very fast and they can do some cool things. Um, yeah, and then honestly, I think as points start stand right now, uh, I think you could take a block of th- of thirty fusiliers and be fine, uh, because th- those boys are also tanky. So I think they actually kind of fit the role of a dwarf, kind of, anyways, uh, as as tanky as they are. And then if you have a front line of of um, uh, iron breakers in front of them with their four up ward, gross, right? Mm. So it's just uh, there's there's since we're about to talk about it there's orders and battle tactics that uh the dwarves simply can't do and you need to bring them i think you need to bring some humans in there to do it um but that doesn't mean that you can't uh you can't have fun with your little stumpy boys anyways i I still think you can you can do okay with them yeah the other one i'll quickly call out that i think might work for you as well is the wild corp hunters uh, because of the pre-game move. So I yep. think that that movement ability, knowing that Duarte are traditionally slow, uh, is a potentially worth considering. And obviously, like, there's chariots and other things that come in quite cheap that can help you there, their existing range. But a lot of the new stuff is very human-focused and 
built around the synergy of humans. So if you're yeah. taking it, you want to build more than just one unit because the the Pope or the Steel Helms or the Fusiliers are not going to do it just by themselves. If you're going to do the Cavaliers, you're going to need the Cavalier Marshal. If you're going to bring X, you're going to need to bring Y. Yeah. And I, I think you can you can afford to bring in one more forger uh, simply because he's got the the one rule where he can he can get plus one to cast and then he'll just be putting out uh, mystic shields because nothing anything else that he he does doesn't really benefit anything but he's your cheapest caster in the game or in the book so fine uh, and he he's got an inherent plus one to cast uh, or if you have the the extra what 10 20 points you could bring a battle mage uh, i know we were specifically talking about the new stuff but you can bring a battle mage because it feels like it's a, it's a new unit because that war school has changed dramatically a lot and we'll get to the spells we'll talk about the spells and yep. there's some good spells in there look if you've listened to my discussions in the past we've already gone through this um the Cities of Sigma orders, basically what you need to know as a footnote is that every hero in Cities of Sigma can issue an order. Now, the orders are set as a, um, a mystery thing, so you put them down at the start of the battle round and you reveal them as they come up. So, uh, and there's a whole bunch of things, right? You know, uh, I think you can't, you can only issue, you can only issue the same order no more than three times. There's yep. blah, 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 blah. There's some human stuff. There's some generic stuff. Um, please read the screen or you've heard me talk about this already twice. But what I want to talk about with Matt is specifically how the orders work for his list. So, Duwaden have the uh, two of them. One is the sh the shield wall, which we already talked about through the uh, iron breaker. No, breakers. Yes, iron breakers. Yeah. But yeah, Iron Breakers have the, the improved shield wall. Um, you've got another one called Grim Last Stand. Uh, there are two other ones that are generic for all cities, so Advance Information and Counter Charge. And then if you take an elf uh, unit and elf heroes, you access, uh, there's two there, and humans specifically have three there. So talk to me as a dwarf player, how are you looking at the orders? Uh, what are the combinations that you're seeing? Like who's a good recipient or uh, when do you issue them? Or how are you thinking about all of this? Yeah, so uh, I'll go into the, the Dwarf-specific ones first because I think everyone's heard about what the other two do in, in droves, but they do have their benefits, which I'll get into briefly. Um, but uh, the Shield Wall, I mean, honestly, I think that is that is hands down. It's just, it just That just goes on a unit of Iron Breakers. Uh, and then you, the fact that you can issue that three times uh, on three different heroes, fine. That's actually really good. Uh, I think what really hurts that order is it's only in the enemy combat phase, uh, which is, uh, I, I mean, we, we, we eat having to strike last uh, to get the ward. Fine. I would do that all day long because they're, they're, they're tanky. I just wish we could do it at any combat phase. Uh, because I think I think the strike last is a good enough is a decent enough pen penalty, quote unquote, where that uh, I, I think that can justify being able to do that in both combat phases. Um, and again, unfortunately, it's it's only in the combat phase, so uh, we're susceptible to shooting. Um, but again, I mean, we're they're a three up, one hundred and thirty point for ten unit. They're they're tanky. Where shooting might not do a decent amount, uh, and we always have access to bless to give them a six up ward until we're able to turn on the four up ward. So I mean, there's ways of of going around it. But I I would just like to see that uh, be usable more than just the enemy combat phase. Um, yeah, I, I I, I don't hate that idea. Phase, right? but... Yeah, I don't hate that either. Like. Yeah, obviously I would like it in both phases, but 
I guess because your order is only being issued once in the battle round, it has to happen at one point because you can't count up. You can't do any of these in in yep. multiple phases. Assuming that it stays as is, so it's only in the enemy, um, you still like it. It's a five up on the Iron Breakers. It's a four up, which is really cool. Um, makes you a lot more durable. As you said, it's melee only. It has to be issued by the hero. So, you know, having a hero and troops uh, is going to be your your secret to success. Having these basically power pairs at kind of at absolute minimum. Um, as you said, it doesn't work in shooting. Um, is it just the Iron Breakers you think who are good recipients? Or no, I think I think anything is a good recipient of them. I just obviously the ben- the, the the mass is just heavily in the favor of the Iron Breakers. But I mean, you know, if your Iron Breakers start losing losing some casualties in there, uh, where it's kind of like, eh, maybe not. Uh, I mean, throwing them on a on a unit of Longbeards that are that that are equipped with shields, still fine because there's there's three up save because we have to equip them with shield they become a three up save and then they they uh then they'll have the five up board still a great still a great thing uh same thing with hammers uh five up board on hammers is still great don't get me wrong it's just uh just the math uh, on on iron breakers is just it's the way to go 100 percent. also a great way if your iron drakes get caught into combat and you want to keep yep. them around you know just put that five up ward that gives you a couple of extra shots potentially when you go into you know your shooting phase Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, it's a great order. It's a good order. Uh, you know, I think there's a decent amount of what ifs, uh, or, or would be nices. Um, I, I, I still like the idea of, of being able to do it in any combat phase. Uh, but it, it makes you think about when I should use it. Right. Or how I should use it. Because I mean, uh, doing it in either combat phase, I think has different plays. Right. Ab- so. Absolutely. And I also think as well, you've got to consider how this might play out. If you in the priority role, do you give it away knowing that it's your enemy's turn and now you can do the five up or four up ward and you can soak up the damage or is, is taking the top of the turn better and you fight yourself out of it than having to rely on shield walls. So I guess there's a couple of considerations that you, you need to have on who gets it, where it gets it, and what's the trade-off here. Yeah, I mean, like, if honestly, if they're already in combat, if your whole army's already in combat, um, then, um, then give them first turn. Because then you just issue those orders and go, all right, hit me. You'll kill a couple things, and then I've got the battle shock mitigation. I've got all that stuff. That's fine. And then my next turn, I'm going to turn around and, and and bonk you pretty good too, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a great order. Uh, I still think it's going to make your opponent think about what they're going to do. I think going into a into a corn army, uh, this is going to be this is going to be a really fun one. So you're like, all right, cool. Uh, your uh, your demons that that do your mortal now your mortal wounds on fives or whatever it is because you're in that sub faction. Well, I have a four board on it, so mm. I'm I'm now I am now in your combat phase. I am now Phoenix Guard with actually a better armor save than what Phoenix Guard had base. So I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. What about uh, that? That one's probably the most obvious, right? Strike yep. last enemy turn, you get a ward. What about mm-hmm. Grim? What about Grim Last Stand? So. Uh, again, it's a Duarden one, has to be issued from a hero within three inches of the unit. Um, and uh, at the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit is slain by an attack made with a melee weapon, you can pick one enemy unit within three inches of the model uh, and, and roll a dice on a five, the model's unit, sorry, uh, and roll a dice on a five up, you uh, deal a mortal wound back. So kind of like what zombies are kind of doing, kind of like what um, Corn is doing with the, the mortals. Um, they yep. can just do some damage on the way out. 
But I think if this is worded uh, how I've read it, uh, which I could be wrong, uh, but I believe this is written in a way that is old zombies where you can pull from the back and do the mortals, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, so pick pick one enemy unit within three inches of that model's unit. So it's not necessarily from the model you're pulling from, yep. it's from the unit. So so that's old zombies, right? So I mean, if you mm -hmm. do have a giant unit of something, then you can just start pulling from the back and then issue and then do the zombies. Now, obviously, because we are a, a fairly tanky, again, these are these are the tankiest war schools in the book, uh, for the most part. Um then you know your your mortal wounds back are going to be much less than what zombies are or what murder rules are that's fine but i mean being always being able to do damage to somebody when they do damage to me is a great time um and you, we've talked you've talked about in droves how much you love flagellants well this is just flagellants that, sh that just don't die all the time <laughs> so but not but just not to be confused, not on flagellants. It is an equivalent like flagellants. So and you'll yeah, see, sorry, yeah. you'll see, no, no, just because people, just in, just in case there's that one person who's like, I don't want to take flagellants. Like it's not, it's not about flagellants. It's about examples of flagellants. So yeah. um, flagellants, not flagellants. Um, <laughs> I look for me, I always hate rules where I have to rely on dying and probably because your models are way more expensive than corn, for example, or zombies, like zombies, you go, what? 20 models for is it 120 points 125 points absolutely ridiculous you're paying yep. you're paying what 120 odd for 10 models so the yep. efficiency is not like zombies the efficiency aren't like your bloodbound guys that are like 80 points so uh it's a little different no, it's, it's a nice yeah, it's the only order that happens in, in my combat phase. So if I have the opportunity to do it and I have the orders available to do it, why not? Yeah, having the chance to do damage back to you while while you're doing damage to me, it's never a bad thing. So, I mean, fine. It's it's fine. And and I would, I would put that order down. The thing I love about order is it's more of a mind game of how you play it uh, against your opponent where they're thinking that you have that order token next to one of your heroes. And then they take, it's like, Oh, the obvious choice is, is shield wall on this guy, but Oh, you turn it over. And then all of a sudden it's either a counter charge or, uh, or, um, uh, the, the mortal wounds back on a, on a five. Right. Um, so it, it the, or just having an order token next to a hero next to the unit. I think it's, I think your opponent has to think about it, uh, without, us having to do anything other than put a token down next to a hero where it could be the obvious choice or it just could be a weird one yeah there's some interesting stuff in there as well uh i don't want to kind of harp on it it's it's, it's interesting right it's very situational i guess what i'm trying to say is unlike zombies unlike flagellants unlike your mortal corn you don't build your strategy around how do I maximize the no. mortal wounds on the way out and then regrow because you don't have the four-up rally abilities. You don't have the regeneration like zombies have. You don't have the cheap units like corn, but it's an absolutely great little ability. But I would not build a Dwarden list around this rule to no, kind of no, maximize the mortal That's kind of what I'm saying yeah. here. Is hey, like, it's just you just don't, you just don't die enough. You're right. You just don't die enough for this to be like, oh, this is amazing. I'm going to build around it. But it, it, like like I said, it's, it's a cool little thing and it's fine. It's fine. The other two generic ones are, are pretty obvious. Uh, I do want to get you to talk about countercharge in a second because you've mentioned it a lot already. Advanced formation uh, allows you to, uh, where is it? So uh, start of the move, you can move an extra three inches, um, which is neat. Uh, if you are in the fortified, fortified position, which is what the, the fusiliers use, uh, it 
basically means that they don't they don't uh they're not counted as moving so you don't lose that ability but it's specific to the castellite so unfortunately it's not going to help your iron drakes who don't have the castellite ability so it's just getting a free move great obvious um yeah, but I mean, I, you're you're now seven inch move dwarves which is nothing to frown upon right no no, so, no yeah. great for, great for positioning turn one getting onto objectives uh and obviously there's movement shenanigans as well in living cities and mist Harvin, but it's it's it says what it is on the box yep it's good move. i mean it, it, you would use it con in my opinion i think i would use it constantly early game just to get me where i need to be and then you just kind of leave it alone after that uh because that's when you just start throwing the shield wall and counter charge out so yeah yeah, love it. And then let's talk counter charge, right? So how are you as a dwarf player thinking about this? Because you've mentioned it a lot already. Yeah, so uh, counter charge, uh, I think just across the board for every race is fine. But I think it's great for, it, it's very good for dwarves because the majority of our stuff already has rend, right? Uh, or a lot of our stuff that's, that's. Um, I mean, long beards, long beards, great axes are rend minus two. Your hammers yeah. are rend minus two. Your um, iron breakers are rend minus one, so you've got a lot of rend already. Well, I, I sadly iron breakers are yeah, they're oh, iron sorry, no, are no rend. Sorry, I was looking, I was there, I looked at the missile profile there, so that's yeah, on me. No, no rend fine. on their melee weapon. But then that gives my iron breakers minus one rend for a hundred and thirty point unit, um, for ten. But I mean, one hundred and thirty five point or hundred and thirty point unit with rend, you don't see that very often. And now that that happens, right, it can happen. Friend one on on your screen is is never a, a bad thing, uh, but where I love it is on your uh, your hammers or your um, your uh, warden king, right? So uh, you charge into my screen if I when I position properly. You charge into my screen of my my already beefy iron breakers. Uh, I am now able to when you when you complete a charge within range, I am now able to make a charge, flip the order. I'm now able to pick a unit within three of that hero, and I can now make a charge in your charge phase. And then if it's a successful charge, then you gain plus one to rend. So now your hammers are neg three rend two damage apiece. Gross, right? Because I mean that's gonna go through a lot. <laughs> mostly everything in the game right uh, and that'll even hurt your you know your 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 corn dogs that are running in with with uh with the two plus um two plus save right i mean now there are five plus or whatever right so um on the hammers is great you get your white king where he's got shenanigans where uh when we go into the artifacts i uh, lit charge him in yeah you, yeah, you was... counter charge him in and if you position him in a way where he's now right in the middle of things of a couple units or, or you know he's right in the middle of two units that have just made a charge well in the combat phase he uses he he uh he's undertaker and he pile drives and uh and then everything around him if you succeed on one roll uh it's not per unit it's one roll uh they all fight last and it's like oh crap well and then you can issue counter charge up to three times so if you have a couple units of hammers and one white king uh and you have enough heroes around there you can issue counter charge three times white king goes in makes everything fight last hammers go in neg three rend before you even get to attack or a uh, white king attacks 
Uh, what the war, the warden king, not the white yeah, sorry, king. Sorry, he's sorry, not the white king. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he, Matt's been playing a little bit of soul blight lately as well. I've literally so. got my soul blight behind me. I'm, I, yeah, I, but, I, I uh, wish sorry, I wish king. you had I wish you had Krell in uh, in Dwarden. But yeah. the other rule that I wanted to call out here is the fearless leader, where um, once the warden king, not the white king, attacks, um, you can immediately fight with another unit of cities of Sigma Dwarden if they're wholly within 12 inches um, of the Warden King and they haven't fought yet. So you can do like a one-two combination, maybe counter charge with the the White the white King. You've yeah, got, got me you onto this. Yep. You Sorry. got me this. This is you. The Warden <laughs> King uh, can do a counter charge. Then you do like a one-two little activation. Uh, I think that's neat. Yeah. So if you can't position in a way where that pile driver is not going to hit multiple units, there's still a way of bringing your, uh, your Warden King in <laughs> And and uh, and and doing the pile driver on one unit, activating your warden king, and then uh, if you know if they're if the unit that you make fight last is tied in with another unit, you just don't activate the 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 unit that they're already in because they fight last. So then you use the warden king's ability to let another unit that's fighting something that doesn't fight last, they will fight right away. So mm. it. It, it, well, I mean, it, there's, there's, you know, it, it, I just love, the, I just love the the chance of having my warden king not on a stone and doing things in the thick of things because that's where he needs to be. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think like if I think about what I'm hearing so far at the 45 minute mark, it's a fact that in the past a Duarden focused army was always relying on the crutch that was the iron drakes it was always iron drakes blast everything and then everything cleans up for once i feel like you've got some really good things coming from the long beards the hammerers the iron drakes the warden king can do some things there's some interesting things with the gyro bombers and gyrocopters and it it feels like that the high tide has lifted all the boats and you're not just relying on one or two key pieces and i think people are hearing that yeah you can build into the shield wall yeah you can do a couple of mortal wounds on the way out yeah there's some movement shenanigans there's some counter charge and then within some of this stuff and the 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 rules and the various things that have happened in the book there are now some interesting techie pieces yep. that may not have always been there so you've got options yeah i love the fact that our dwarves have movement shenanigans where they are going to be shockingly fast yes they, they and... have the potential of being shockingly fast right i mean counter charge again if, if you if you succeed on a counter charge though on average those that that unit that's not anywhere near combat well on average if you roll a dice they're they're moving already up the board six as uh, seven inches eight inches depending on like i mean your averages right uh to make the counter charge so now that unit that you didn't think was in the thick of things is now in the thick of things uh your plus three to movement seven inch move dwarves gross miss hoven haven whatever uh uh every every one of your hero phases they move d6 so i mean if you spike those rolls uh, you now have seven inch move base with, or not base, but with the, the order. And then you've got an extra D six movement on that. So you're looking at another three, four. So you're looking at uh first turn on average, 10 or 11 inch move dwarves. Yeah. And, and that allows you to guarantee. So I talked a lot earlier about the grim last stand. It's not a tactic I can build around, but what I can build around is the fact that my first turn battle tactic in most battle plans will be to get into enemy territory. There's always been in a general's handbook, some version of be in certain spot, score your battle tactic, whether it's invade or, you know, in past editions, there's been different runs. Cool. 
I've got, I've got 11 inch move. So all of a sudden, like that gives me so much guarantee that I can be in enemy territory in most situations. That's something I can build around. Yep. Um, really quickly of the others, because I do want to get into the other rules. Uh, sure. The humans and the elves, while I don't want to go into each of the individual rules, is there one that particularly draws enough attention where you're like, I really want return fire, so I'm going to get some fusiliers. Or you know what? Strike them down is a great rule because it helps me counter the strike last ability with something that strikes first. So I'm always going to guarantee myself that unit of, of, I don't know, Dreadlord on Black Dragon or, you know, uh, Dragspawn yeah. Knights. Is there anything here as a Duarden player like, I want to mix something into my army? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the two that you just talked about are great, don't get me wrong. I mean, return fire is hilarious, but I mean... I, I personally think return fire to that now that people know that that's a thing, you're just not going to shoot my fusiliers because they're just going to shoot you back. Fine. But uh, the one that I almost feel like I need to have fusiliers in a human hero for is suppressive fire because there's a battle tactic that is built around being able to do suppressive fire. So, I mean, just, just denying, not taking fusiliers and not being able to use suppressive fire is just denying the fact that I can't take one of my battle, my book battle tactics. And, and quite frankly, if you have those, it's, it, 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 if you time it right, and when you choose it right, it, it could be easy enough to do where, where the battle tactics in the GHB aren't necessarily the most easy thing to do anymore. Uh, something that is relatively easy or, or, or fine uh, I, I, I think you can't, I don't think you can ignore it. I think for me, at least I like the idea of suppressive fire, as you've mentioned, and even, you know, this might be, especially if points change, you know, over time, maybe the great cannon might be a nice little addition to suppressive fire. Um, even change, uh, engage the foe. If you're someone who's thinking about taking the, the new knights, uh, you might, and there's some really cool one-two punch combinations as well between the marshal and the knights. Mm -hmm. Engage the foes, not a bad little one, getting plus one attack um, in in melee. Um, they've obviously got a good weapon profile. They've also got like that, that one's worth considering, especially when you add in the speed, the durability, um, and they're well, sick that models. Yeah, that one's great because that one also lets your cavaliers be a very a very good alpha strike unit because in Misshoven with the movement shenanigans if you have the the horse dude because he allows re-rolling charges uh and then you just issue that order where your horses get extra attack so uh they're they're gonna be th uh three attacks a piece uh neg two run two damage a piece on the charge uh gross right i mean that's just that's gonna hurt a lot of things too where that 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 can clean up some screens uh you know that that'll throw a wrench and again they're 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 a three up save cavalier uh um cavalier army or a cavalier yeah. unit. Uh, they're 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 beefy boys too. So yeah, they're great. Great way to pin your opponent down with some good uh, good armor and durability, while the rest of your your force advances almost like in that layer of um of, of an army. But you've got a couple of command traits and artifacts. Um, assuming you had nothing elfy to talk about, I think like I mean we can get into the weeds. But I think for me, I'm hearing some of these things are very obvious. Uh, I guess it depends yeah. on how how and what. But more importantly you've been talking a lot about why, why do I put this into my army? And if it's from a match play perspective, and if you love your, if you love, I don't know, a particular unit, you do, you run it. I'm not saying it's not cool, but if you're trying to get the most out of this for a tournament, you probably want to build out combinations, synergies and efficiencies. And you're either going to lean into the strengths of the Dwarden 
or you are trying to uh, mitigate some of the, the the gaps in it. So it could be magic, it could be speed, it could be whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. the, the range of shooting. You got your enhancements. Is there a command trait or command traits that stand out for you in your builds? And if so, why? And who do they go on? Yeah, so I mean, your master of ancient, uh, master of the ancient lore. Uh, I mean, as as uh, the, the the person that was talking about the elves said, I mean, more priests is always good, or more more abilities to get a prayer off is always good. Um, that just allows you to open up uh, having a curse on your your warden king if you want, or you just give uh, one of your rune lords an extra prayer, uh, which is which again is is fantastic. Um, so I, I think that would probably be my go-to. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you're of muddy of lineage isn't terrible um, because that gives you that gives you the, the fight first where that's where the warden king can open up your everything strikes last and he fights first so he's allowing things to do things to you uh, before you can even think right so that that's great uh, again it, for me that just gives my warden king how I want the warden king how I thought the warden king should always have played you get him in the thick of things and you can do do work and i love it you um, do have to get into an enemy hero i will call out because yeah. uh obviously if you go into into screens and chaff you don't get any benefit but if you can get that warden king into a enemy hero uh awesome uh strike first there's obviously the triggers we talked about the fearless leader off the back of that what yeah, about so I, I sorry, I think I've I've mentioned that one specifically for me is because in my meta we do have a lot of guys that run corn, which is a lot of bloodthirsters. So that is gonna hurt some bloodthirsters. <laughs> so, yeah, great, right, great. You know. I, I'm seeing also a lot of like there's a lot because especially with bounty hunters now disappearing, uh, you are seeing waves more of troops. People are bringing out, you know, lots and lots of troops. So obviously it depends on it's a meta pick, but um, I think for me, like Master of Ancient Lore is probably the the number one there. 100%. Insurmountable resilience. I'm like, eh, no. Nah. We just don't we just don't have the the wound pool for that to make sense, right? I mean, our our heroes are six wounds, right? Yeah. So I I would honestly I would rather just put heal on a rune lord and go that route to heal something rather than um uh yeah it's just I I don't I I don't see a, an area where I would ever take that just because we don't have the the wound pool for that to kind of. Right. Hell, I'd I'd rather I'd rather pay for Emerald Life Swarm. I think if I've got one resource, which is a command trait, I get one of them. I just think the other two are probably stronger choices. Hundred percent. Yep. And 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 like you said, I, Master of the Ancient Lore is is, is probably the one that you're going to see ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, and there's some good universal prayers as well as uh, we'll get into it. You've also got a prayer law for cities, so the dwarves mm -hmm. have a prayer law. What about your artifacts? Um, you talked about the pile driver, so it's not just a wrestling term. There is actually a artifact called the pile driver gauntlets. There's also the heavy metal ingot and the book of grudges. So, if you were going to rank them from one to three, where is my choices going? Uh, probably because I've talked about it so much. I think you've already kind of estimated that my that the pile driver gauntlets is my number one. Um, I just think the uh, the ability to make things fight last is very strong. Uh, granted it's on a four plus, but I would take that gamble all day long and it's not a once per battle. It's, it's something that happens, uh, in combat phase, uh, every combat phase. Um, uh, book of grudges is fine. Uh, plus one to hit is, is generally not a bad thing to have, but again, a four plus. So uh, doing that on a four plus is just meh. Um, and the, the ing ingot is, is fine. 
uh, again. It, it's just, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't see where I would ever take the ingot, to be honest with you, just because I, th I just think the pile driver gauntlets on a, on a Warden King is just, is just, in my opinion, too good or potentially too good. Like the upside of that, uh, the upside of having that is, is just, is better in my opinion, but I, I can see where people would take it and, and it'd be fine. I want you to talk about the benefits in a second, but I want to call out that the reason that the heavy metal ingot is not as strong as it probably would, because when you read the first part of the sentence, you're like, oh, ethereal lord on fan oh, zombie dragon. Oh, night haunt. I, how, how pain in the backside it is to take down a night haunt army when they ignore my rend. But it's the other part where it says that the bearer can't move in the same turn. So yep. if it's in combat, awesome. You can be unrendable in combat. Maybe counter charge with that warden king, three up save. You ignore rend. Amazing. But until it, it, you can't move. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, and then you're right. Like the pile driver gauntlet is fascinating. But why is it so valuable to you? Like, because it is a four up. So it's a 50 50 chance you're going to fail it. It's a four up, but it's an aura, albeit a small aura on a small base. But again, if you position properly where you do make that four plus, uh, if you have them in have, have him in the middle of multiple enemy units uh, that are within range of that three, being able to make all of that fight last it, on a fifty percent is nasty if it happens. Cool. So, so just to clarify, uh, when you say bubble, we are talking about each enemy unit that's within three inches of the bearer of the pile driver gauntlets. You roll the dice. So, if you've got really smart play and you're able to move your uh, warden king, rune lord, whoever it is, into two or more units, probably mm -hmm. two is probably the maximum you're probably really going to get into most cases. Um, on a four plus, they're going to strike last. If you're really lucky, they both strike last. If you suck or you're unlucky, you're none of them. But on average, at least one of the two. So yeah. uh, think about that. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think I said earlier that it was one dice. I, I don't want it to get uh, misconstrued that it was one dice and then it just happens and all of that happens. It's one dice, one D6 for every unit within three. I, I, wanted, I just wanted to clarify yeah. that because I think I said it in a weird way. So yeah. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. So I, I think that the, the value is there, right? Because it means yep. you get to do more damage. Uh, we talked earlier about the Warden King and Fearless Leader being able to strike and then a, and another unit strikes. You get multiple attacks uh hopefully bring down that enemy unit especially one uh might be worth sacrificing that hero in order to get a maximum volume especially if like you've shot at them with iron drakes and you've you've you know brought their profile yep. down significantly yeah and the reason why i would do that one over book of grudges because book of grudges is you pick one unit one enemy unit that's visible within range and then you get your plus one uh where the pile driver gauntlet is potential to be multiple units so that's it yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Uh, what about, um, we're not going to talk command traits because you're probably not going to take a human general. That's like, that'll go in your book of grudges if you do that. Naughty, naughty. Uh, and I think, to be honest with you, like they're pretty obvious. So depending mm -hmm. on what you want. But if you were going to take a mixed force, uh, whether you've got some elves in the mix or the humans in the mix, any of these artifacts stand out for you if you took a human hero? Uh, yeah. So. Um... Like we like what I've talked about, I, I would probably run a block of fusiliers with the hero in there. So I would throw the macroscope on there just to give plus three uh, range on on your your fusilier weapons. Um, but I mean, if if you're running uh, your cavalry alongside of uh, rather than the fusiliers, you're running some cavalry for speed and alpha strike. Uh, I wouldn't hate putting the warhammer on 
a one of your um your uh what is it generals on on steed yeah, the marshal, uh, marshals the marshal, on steed. yeah um i wouldn't hate putting it on that because he's he's yep that he's he hits pretty hard on the charge too and then adding the damage to that uh it, it's great and then again well, like we talked about there's that the 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 synergies between them where he fights then another unit of cavaliers fight so i mean that's two things that'll hit fairly hard on a charge um i think i think those would be the two that i would take if i'm running uh mostly dwarves and then you're you're supplementing uh humans in there uh for other things uh, I, I would stand by that, that. Yeah, I would stand by that 100%. They're probably the two most popular, at least if I'm going outside of like a, a full human build. Uh, I mean, the, the Grimoire might be useful, but probably not. Um, I'd probably rather the two that you just chose. What about from an elf side? So elves don't have nearly as many options as the humans. Uh, they do have three artifacts. Anklet. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, honestly, that's, that, that's the one, I mean, uh, the, the elf video, uh, that you guys talked about it. Um, uh, it's just the anklets is the one it's, it's the one hundred percent. So yeah. Add, adding six inches to the spell cast for the bearer. If it's either wholly on terrain or it's contesting an objective, both scenarios that are, you can almost guarantee that every game, like whether mm-hmm. you deploy it on an objective, then you move on to a terrain feature or another objective, yeah, getting plus six inches is is incredible, whether it is to get a Mystic Shield off, whether it is to get one of the law spells off or the War Scroll spell. Yeah, every day of the week, that's the choice. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, there's there's so much terrain, and I feel like this GHB, there's so many uh, objectives, <laughs> right? Mm. I think that's, like, like, if you're not doing any one of those things, you're just probably playing the, the, uh, the one mission where you don't want to score points until later on in the game because you want to be the one to blow up the objectives, but yeah. Or your enemy has, uh, the, the, uh, the, was it slaughter of sorcery and you're just trying to hide your wizard away from your enemy. Yeah. Uh, but also that getting plus six inches is actually a helpful one because you can kind of do more damage from afar and exactly. keep it out of harm's way. So there you go. Nice little way to uh, d- deny your opponent their grand strat. Mm-hmm. What about the rune lord priests? Now the prayers, because when I spoke to my two uh, my two other guests, for us we didn't see a lot of value of bringing in a, a rune lord into our elf build or our human build, and mostly because we're probably not taking enough duarden units to make it valuable. But if I've got a mostly Duarden, 60% or more type of army, 60 or more percent Duarden army, that is, how do you look at these prayers and how would you rank them and what comes to mind here? Um, I love Rune of Oath and Steel. Uh, again, you guys hit it on the head. If you're not taking dwarves, you do not care about these prayers because they only affect dwarves, right? Mm. Uh, but if you're bringing dwarves, Rune of Oath and Steel was fantastic. Because there's your Frostheart Phoenix that we miss. Uh, there it is right there in a, in a prayer that you can't unbind, right? Um, minus one to wound uh, anywhere in the game is very powerful. Uh, because there's a lot of a lot of things out there that have, they wound on twos. Well, I, you know, that's fine. But uh, I, think, I think minus one to wound is, is, is probably quietly one of the more powerful debuffs you can have in the game, in my opinion. Would you put that on like a long beard unit and give them the um the four up ward if in your enemy's turn like embrace that embrace that like that that shield wall yep. uh, minus one to wound fight last uh, and uh, four up ward. 
yeah, I mean, honestly, if you when you start stacking all that stuff, the minus one to wound is great. Uh, and then um, your four up ward, uh, that unit isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, you'll lose a couple, but I mean, like I said, minus one to wound is is massive in my opinion. Uh, I lo- I love minus one to wound anything uh, in the game. Um, I rune of wrath and ruin. Truthfully, um, I don't care for it. Uh, I just think the the secondary uh, secondary ability to go off. I think that's just way too swingy because I think you need to succeed. Uh, you need to roll Great. three five three five pluses on six dice. Odds are, like your your math, it just isn't happening, right? So the secondary mm. of that, so you're going to do a couple mortal wounds here or there. Fine, mortal wounds aren't bad, uh, but I would take if I only had one rune lord or a couple rune lords, one of, one of them will always take curse. I think curse is just amazing, um, and then uh, oath and steel is is fantastic, um, and then unfaltering aim plus one to hit on missile weapons. It's good. It's fine. Um, I, I, that would be my, that would be my second choice. I, I, I don't think I would take wrath and ruin often if ever, just because that secondary just won't happen as much. So would you take more than one rune Lord slash the command trait that allowed your general to be a, a priest? Yes. Uh, so, uh, if I'm going full dwarves, uh, which in, in one of the lists that I did, I did make a 100% dwarf list. Um, I, you know, I mean, you can only prayer once, right? So I think having curse is amazing. Uh, the Rune Lord's um, War Scroll Prayer, you need, you want to get that off because that gives another rend to melee. So then your hammers on counter charge or your, even your iron breakers on counter charge or it could be potentially make two rend. Um, because it's only in melee now, right? So it's not a, it's not a prayer that affects your iron uh, Iron Drakes anymore. They've shifted it to to be combat oriented, and then uh, and then you want another one for Oath and Steel. So there's there's three solid prayers that you want to get off, and I think three Rune Lords is is actually uh, a, a good argument to have um, because you know, and they're also hard to shoot. And honestly, that's three Unbinds too. So, and what's really cool if you if you are building around your Iron Drakes, you either can use a command point to get plus one to hit, you can use his prayer to get plus one to hit. Or if you're trying to get around lookout, sir, with the minus one, you can still, um, cause this would even still work on, uh, what's it called? Buddy, um, unleash hell. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not a shooting phase. It's just missile weapons that would counteract an unleash hell where you can't do an all out attack in that particular phase. So that would bring you back to your either base of three or in a lot of cases, you'd be able to mitigate it and put them, uh, hitting on twos. So it's not too bad. No, it's, it's great. It, like I said, it's it's great if you have the iron drakes in there. It's fine, uh, and that's where you have your uh, the command trait. Uh, you would throw that one as a secondary prayer and go. Yeah, I, I'm okay. where I'm at in the game in, in on the board state. Uh, I'd rather have the plus one to hit than the minus one to wound because maybe I'm not getting in combat anytime soon, right? So the plus one to hit, fantastic. Assuming you took some elves in your list, we'll, we'll actually first off. Do any of these spells stand out from you from the elf side that you would consider? Blades is the best spell in the game. Period. Tenabral Blades. Yep. It's, it is the best spell in the game. Um, when I played uh, my what I thought was a joke list when I played my uh, Anvil Guard, uh, I used that. Uh, arguably, I think that spell, in my opinion, got a bit of a nerf. Um, 
I can see I like I, I can see the argument both ways, but in my opinion, I think it took a bit of a nerf simply because it only affects melee weapons, uh, which is fine. It's fine, but uh, but you have to pick one friendly unit, uh, and then that only that unit can get minus one to the to or not minus one. Sorry, that that makes your save dash in in, yep. in combat. Fine, it's still amazing, and it's still the best spell in the game but what it was before was you cast it through portal on an enemy unit then any attacks that go into that turns off the save so then your your giant block of 30 dark shards bye or your gyrocopter this is or your gyrocopter yeah you're right so if um if we are taking an elf unit because this you have to put it on a cities of sigma elf unit so we need to take a sorceress on foot or a sorceress on um on dragon uh to cast on foot yep yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm sorry sorceress on black dragon one addition you'll actually be good maybe when malarian comes down and and gives you a a save greater than five us up on a dragon i know she's scantily clad But like surely 90% of her saves are being protected by dragon scale. But anyway, what's the, what's the elf unit that you would take um, to absorb this benefit? Yeah. So I see the benefit, you know, everyone's talking uh, executioners uh, just because the, the plus two or yeah, the, the, the two damage that is great on executioners. Don't get me wrong. Um, I can see, in my opinion, I think you get more use out of, um, Blackguard, just because it also gives your sorceress the four plus ward and themselves the four plus ward. And uh, they are two inch reach on 25 mil bases. So you will be fighting in three ranks as opposed to. So, I mean, I, th- I personally think the damage will equal out because uh, you only fight in two ranks on your executioners because they're only one inch reach blades and you'll get more attacks out of your black guard and, and your, your sorceress has a four plus ward. So she's harder to snipe with, um, uh, spells. My choice would have been drag spawn knights. I think. Oh, they're great too. Yeah. I, I would Drake's have gone drag spawn knights. Cause especially if you're not going to take the cavaliers, uh, you could still get uh, a nice little movement. The, the, they are mounted. They uh, they do slap, especially when they get into combat. So, and being an elf unit, that that could be another option. There's a couple of options. You could take some chariots. There's a whole bunch of things depending I mean, on. You could do, you could do chariots. Uh, I mean, uh, black just that spell alone makes black arc corsair stonks go way up because it's just the weight of attacks that they have. Uh, but I think if you're just going to take one unit and a sorceress, I would take Blackguard. That's my thing, simply because my playstyle. If I've played hardcore Phoenix Guard for so long, so I would just play them like Phoenix Guard. Yeah, the, the, the basically the play that's happening here, right, is once I send my Drake spawn out into the wilderness to be free, my sorceress has nobody else to, so I need to get work from her elsewhere. But to your point, if you're bringing like Blackguard or Executioners, there's this little bubble and power pair that's moving up the board. So it depends on what you're looking for. But I, I think we've presented you with a couple of options. Mm-hmm. This is one that I really want to unpack. So the humans get a whole bunch of spells. Your battle mage no longer has a choice of eight spells. It's now uh, completely changed. Wild form no longer gives you plus two to run and charge. Uh, But there are some really interesting spells here. As a Dwarden player, you're not taking many spells. I imagine, you know, especially if you're putting a lot of heroes with your Warden Kings and your Rune Lords and things like that. But if you are taking a wizard, whether you're getting an extra spell from Warlord or Command Entourage, or if you're going to add multiple wizards, 
Uh, what are the spells that stand out for you? Uh, I I mean, Miasma's good. Miasma's very good. Uh, I don't know if the other guys talked about it, to be honest with you. I, I can't remember because, there, again, there were like two. We didn't talk as much about Mystifying Miasma because if you look like if you look at some of them, right, Fireball's pretty obvious. Fierce Protection stands out really well. Um, Transmutation of Lead works really well. I, I think Mystifying Miasma just kind of got, like it's good, but maybe not as good as the others. But if you've got some 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 science or some tech, I'd love to hear it. Well, I mean, like it's nerfing, especially in an army where I'm already slow. If I can slow you down at range of twenty four, um, I mean, I, it just gives me more time to get into position. Um, it just I keep honestly, I just think back constantly to the um, now. Obviously, it was it was way worse, but nerfing charge with the Demon Prince of Corn, right? It's just any way to nerf a charge coming in on me, so minus two to charge. I mean, yeah. Uh, if you're within three, that becomes a five. So the it's still an easy-ish charge to make, but it's much harder. Uh, yeah, uh, I just nerfing movement. I I I love. Um, Foss protection only affects humans, so that's super unfortunate. Uh, most of the stuff that buffs only affects humans. Yeah, can I can I make one more call out which is with mystifying miasma that maybe people don't quite connect the dots just yet. You, you talked about the example, right? It's a three-inch charge you've now turned into five, potentially, like just hypothetically. Add the add the redeploy, which could be an extra one to six. That, that when you add an, a redeploy, can be a real game changer. And when you're subtracting two from the charge, you are forcing them to either use a command point or they fail it completely because they've already wasted, wasted it elsewhere. Um, or you make the charge near impossible to hit. So... Uh, yeah. There is some good science there. I, I, I just wanted to highlight that particular part. And like the unit can't run, right? So, I mean, that that will hurt. Um, and you've also got to keep in mind that, A, base is a 24-inch range spell, but the blow-up of, glow-up in my opinion, the glow-up of your battle mages is there's one of his, um, I, I mean, they're, they're artifacts technically, or one of his little things. You get to add range to that as well. So that's now a very long range spell where they're like, oh, there's there's a fast unit that can run and charge. Well, you can't. I'm I'm not going to let you run and charge. So uh, you know your your Nurgle flies that that heavily that that rely on the run and charge or or whatever or even the six, the, the six yeah they they could do yeah. six inch free move free move and all that crap, but that's fine. Um, or your um, Bliss Barb archers that rely heavily on run and shoot can't run, right? I mean they still have decent range, but I mean taking away run on things that have run and something is always great. And then also, again, like you said, the, uh, the redeploy and the negative negatives to charge nasty. So I, I love miasma um, fire again. But yeah. Fire fireball is great. Transmutation of lead is great, but a lot of the other stuff sadly only affect like the buffing ones only affect humans. So it doesn't you, really do much for me. If you were taking the new knights, like getting wild form to give a 3d six charge and a charge of 18, that's an incredible threat. That's an incredible mm -hmm. threat. And you know what? If you wanted to double down on that, you could then put fierce protection on them as well to have a three up unrendable save. Uh, that who's now charging three d six. Yeah, that 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 just relies on me bringing humans, which in 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 my cases I will. So yes, I will take those. But if you're running nothing but dwarves and then one caster or two casters in there to give you mystic shield and something else, uh, miasma is my choice. So yeah. 
alternatively i would say fireball uh it just does what it says on the on the box right you know you roll a dice for every model in the unit uh especially as there's more hordes you know you've got your gits you've got your zombies you've got beasts of chaos you've got a lot of hordes happening right now you could just you know do a bunch of model wounds too uh yeah that's not bad yeah, and it's yeah. 18 inches 18 inches and then you pair that off with uh Honestly, you could bring a sorceress with anklet, and then you could bring a. Uh, this is just no, know, no, 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 no. No, we're not going to do it. <laughs> but, no, no, we'll... you, know, you got you got your the buffs to range on a lot of those spells where you got grave tide uh, for horde clearing. You've got grave tide, and you got fireballs. So yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, couldn't use anklet and fireball because this is obviously human, and anklet is for um, elves. But yeah, there's a couple of options. You could bring a battle. To... You could bring the battle mage for one of their because they get a, a thing that allows you to 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 get range on the spells as well in their war scroll. Um, but yeah, it, there's, there's, there's tech in there where you can bring two cheap wizards uh, and, and do fine. So unless I'm reading the, I don't think it's an artifact unless it's a trinket. It's, it's a trinket. Sorry. It's called a trinket. One of the trinkets that they get, it gives you um, plus six to the range of spells cast by this unit. Okay. It's the uh, realm stone orb. All uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Um, Subfactions. Let's talk mm -hmm. subfactions. Uh, anyone stand out for you on this sheet? So there's two, there's 11 options. You've got your, uh, there's six, there's five more to talk about. On screen right now is your Hammerhall Akshi, uh, your Gairan, your Hammerhall Gairan, Living City, Greywater Fastness, Hallow Heart, Tempest Eye. We've already talked a little bit about Greywater, but let's talk about like what, what stands out for you here and why. So there's, one that, in my opinion, is is great for dwarves, and that's Living City. If you're going to go heavily into um, Iron Drakes, um, you just yeet them up, the, or not yeet them up the board, but I mean, you, you deploy them up the board. Or you could even do that with your with any of the dwarf units and just have them stick in. Uh, you can pair them up. You can you can jump up a unit of Iron Breakers, a big blob of Iron Breakers, depending on where the um, the objectives lie. Where you could put them on an objective with the hero, issue the order in the combat phase, give them a plus one ward right away. Uh, it's very good. It's just a way of getting uh, of using movement shenanigans to mitigate the slow moving stumpy legs that we have um in a negative way tempest eye man i think they just did tempest eye dirty to be honest with you um retreat and shoot is fine but i mean there was so much cool things that they could have done with tempest eye in my opinion uh they could have made this yeah i don't know retreat and shoot especially when you're running iron drakes uh retreat and shoot you're moving so you're losing the one shot so i might as well just stay in combat um it's it's rough i think it's rough uh hollow heart it was, however, if I would have played it another way, I love Hollowheart. I've always loved Hollowheart. That's my jam. You and I have talked about this uh, in length. It's a great casting one. Um, but I, I, the other, I think the other one is better. Uh, Hammerhall actually is good. Uh, two orders is fine. Uh, Hammerhall Gyra doesn't really affect us, so uh, it's good for other stuff. Uh, and gray water fastness is fantastic if you're running more than one unit of iron drakes. I was just quickly looking at the gyrocopters and the gyro bombers war scroll to see if there's any secret jank tech that I could possibly do with tempest eye and gyrocopters and gyro bombers. So, because I'm like, surely there's a list build here that makes sense, right? Because there's no there's no coalition, so I can't do one in four carriage and overlords. So I must take it within my ally pool, which is 400 points in a traditional match play battle. 
So if I'm doing 400 points, that doesn't get me enough to, I can take like one or two gun haulers. I can take a frigate. Take a frigate with take one a frigate. unit of um, Arcanaut company in the frigate. Uh, and there's there's your speed, right? So you could, you could retreat over things because they have the speed. Uh, I think it benefits more if you're bringing um, KO just because they have the speed to let that yeah. uh, retreat be something. But a four-inch retreat is neat. Yeah, like I'm just trying to work out, like, is there any secret tech that I'm not seeing? And even like Tempest Eye, when you looked at that particular rule in the old book, it was mostly built around pistolies and outriders that you can't take anymore because they're legend. So I'm personally struggling to see the benefits of Tempest Eye. Chat, if you see and have some secret source that we're missing, please let me know. But I'm not yeah. seeing it in Tempest Eye, which is a shame because it was my two cities. I'd run Hallow Heart and Tempest Eye were the two cities I would always run. And I'm not seeing Tempest Eye. I don't see it coming to life just yet. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I think it only heavily benefits your KO uh, if you do bring your KO. But again, we have we only have 400 points to work with, so that's very limited. But I think there I, are shenanigans of, you know, you get them in, stuck into combat, and then you can retreat over and then get them over somewhere and still shoot. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I am not seeing it. And again, I mean, we know that there's going to be somewhere out there that somebody out there that makes it work probably uh and then good on them and i'd love to see it uh i just don't currently right now in, in the state of the book yeah yeah I, I would probably need something a little different um and like if i'm cho choosing a sub faction i would go living city over tempest eye every day of the week hello heart makes sense it's about wizards you're probably not taking a lot of wizards in your duarden list anyway so it might be uh, a mute point Grey water, pretty obvious. You can do a bunch of uh, all-out attacks. If you're rolling multiple um, units of Iron Drakes, which traditionally you build one big block as opposed to multiple units. Yep. Uh, if you were, you could issue multiple. Or if you're going to take like the Ogre, um, the Ogre Fusilier guy. Like or, the, or whatever he is, yeah. Yeah, or you're going to take some great cannons to support your Iron Drakes. That might work. But probably right now, maybe not as beneficial especially with the plus one to hit prayer as well yeah like, like when when we see the because i know what's happening i i think once the points increase of the fusiliers happens i think that's going to open up gray water fastness quite a bit uh simply because the cannons hitting on fours is east. so being able to issue all out attack on multiple cannons if you do bring them is very good in my opinion so yeah look look fusiliers might not go up because it does take extra points and you do need to see other units go up so i'm not i'm not 100 percent. like i think something like the warforger should definitely go up uh when you compare it to its counterpart the, the 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 battle mage and it just has so many more options but i think the great cannon for example could go down and i think it's too expensive right now but if you got into the right sweet spot yeah your iron drakes could be supported by one or two cannons yep. and that's where grave water fastness gets unlocked because no, right now yeah. it's too expensive. It's the same price as Fusiliers, which is why I'm always going to go Fusiliers over a great cannon. It's just not enough value mm -hmm. in, a, in, in a cannon. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. Hammer, 100%. Hammerhall Aksha doesn't feel like for you, you get a lot of benefits. Like, yeah, you can issue two orders, but I feel like your options are so restrictive that maybe you can't take as many benefits from the Hammerhall Aksha. And I'm not running currently. I'm not going to run Aventus Firestrike until it gets a revisit in Stormcast Eternals book million. Um, yeah. It just doesn't work for us. 
yeah, I mean, like I can see situationally where actually it would be good, where you have your your uh, warden king and a couple units that are kind of off on their own, beating the crap out of things. Where then you, your your warden king can issue uh, the um, shield wall in enemy combat, and then he can issue now. If, and then if you if you clean up your your whoever you are in the enemy combat, then the movement shenanigans he's out there, he can issue it. But honestly, I think. Uh, I think for cities as a whole, period. I think I think you're just going to see them running as a castle, anyways. So, uh, eh. Hammerhall actually is fine. It's fine. Like it, it's not, it's not terrible. It's just fine, uh, and they're just better, right? So, Hammerhall Gyra is good because you can have an extra reinforced unit, which is really helpful. But you don't get the benefits of the bravery ten um, for when you've got ten or more models. So, uh, less value there. Yeah, but I mean, we're already base bravery eight on a lot of our units. So I mean, like ten is always amazing. Don't ten is wrong. ten is always better. Ten is always better, but I mean, it's not the end of the world. No, like obviously, especially when you apply, was it the long beards that then you know uh, when they run on a four up, they come like they they don't run. Like if you can have a bravery ten, and then like it just that would allow yeah. you to do a lot of battle. Oh, shot that's stuff. Just gross. You're right. It's gross. But 100%. but you don't but you don't have it. So like it's it's yeah, it's a moot point. Forget about it. <laughs> couple of others, and I know we've talked Miss Tarvin a little bit. I, I want to pause it. Let's not talk Miss Tarvin yet. Let's talk yep. the others, right? So you got Settlers Gain, Wizardy. You've got Excelsius, which is monstery, cavalry, kind of human-y type ones. Uh, Lethus is priesty. And then you got uh, Vindicarum, my personal favorite, uh, which is flagellant. So talk about those four first, then we'll get to your your spice. Yeah, so I mean, Lethus is cool just because that prayer is is amazing. T turning off wards anywhere is always a fun time. Uh, it's just unfortunate that um, I, I I want to word this. Yeah, see, the way it's written right now, I think it's fairly confusing because it. I think it is only human heroes that can gain that prayer. I could be reading it in a weird way that any, that people aren't, but it's it's only specifically mentioning hero and stormcast eternal priests, and they know the following prayer in addition to the prayers that yeah, they already yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, because so, it says Lethus human hero. So yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, because I, I think I, I've I've heard elsewhere on a couple of videos where people are saying like, "This is great for dwarves." It's not. This is great no. on your steam tank that won't die. <laughs> because yeah, no, you, I, you, you, I, but. It um, clearly, it clearly says there, Matt. Lethus, yeah. human priest. It's yeah. and and stormcast priest. Like it's very clear. So uh, doesn't I benefit just, me at all. Nah, nah. But well, would you take a stormcast priest or a human wizard? That we sorry, a human hero. So let's say, for example, we've talked a little bit about the uh, cavalier marshal. If you were going to take cavalier marshal and take a little bit of cavaliers. That becomes now a priest that now gets mortar mortars mortars embrace. Do we um, like that? It's not terrible. I just think if you're gonna run the cavalry stuff heavy into that, you go Excelsis. Uh, just because the mortal wounds on on the charge with cavaliers is 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 fun. Uh, or we're we're again we're putting a pause to it, but th I th I just think for that build, uh, there's other cities that are better. Uh, I can see this Lethus being fun, uh, again, because pr priests are, are great, uh, and that prayer is great, but uh, I just, I, I, again, I think that's situational and, and fun. Uh, the lore behind the city is amazing, and play it if you want to have some fun and, and 
play around that lore, but I, I just think there's better cities. I think Lethus for me is if, I, if I've got a games club and there's a bully in my community, they're running a million zombies and I want to beat that bully at a uh, my local game store on my regular Thursday night game, yeah, take Lethus. Would I take it to a tournament? Probably not. Uh, nope. And look, when Stormcast get revisited and you've got, you know, your Lord Relictor and your Knight Relictor, and if they get a War Scroll change, then I might reconsider this. But right now, I would pause this for competitive play and just play it more for friendly casuals. Mm -hmm. um, I think one that would that benefits from dwarves heavily is Vindicarum. Um, rallying in combat. Uh, we want to be in combat. Um, yeah, I mean, just it, it takes one spike roll of 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 a good roll of sixes to bring back a bunch of stuff that took you forever to kill. And that's pretty demoralizing when potentially four of them come back, right? So yeah. yeah. So with so with Vindicarum, you don't get to return uh, slain models on the five plus. Obviously, that is purely for flagellants. But yes, you're right. Um, you've got the uh, fight last four up ward or five up ward, and then you don't have to worry about shenanigans of pulling out of combat to try to rally. Being able to just rally, grind them, ward, shoot, shoot counter charge all the rend uh curse uh i think there's some good play for vindicarum i think a lot of people are sleeping on it just because they see flagellant but yeah uh, i, I think you make you. a you, you you make a good call on where this could possibly play for duarte and, and you reinforce and double reinforce a bunch of your units this could be tough really yeah. tough yeah it's it, it the 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 mind game of vindicarum and and just completely exhausting your opponent mentally just how they are it's just like oh yeah i finally got through the minus one to to wound the three up or even a two up blah 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 and then oh crap four just came back and that's like recursion that's why i mean recursion is just never fun but thankfully it's still a six plus uh, if this was any better than that i think that would be nasty <laughs> but i like where it is i i will my parting comment is this is a very nurgly play style obviously it's not nurgle and it's not doing disease tokens but it's that grindy kind of regenerative type of debuffy uh type army so uh and if i probably did vindicarum i'd probably mostly run duarden i probably wouldn't mm -hmm. wouldn't wouldn't go too much outside of it settlers gain is pretty obvious it, it's a bunch of wizards you get plus one to cast and it helps you get lumineth into your build if you want to get some extra boosts uh let's ignore that we're dwarves we don't need we don't need the help of of lumineth and we don't need nope. the help of of the wizards <laughs> we don't we don't want it uh yeah so uh, uh you know the last one which is the uh i think the all-star i think i think for every race to be honest with you uh, Miss Hoven is just great. Uh, it's just, it just, it's taken what made corn nasty and it's just put it in cities with limitations. It's not as broken as corn. Yes, we can still get into combat with it, but if we are, if you're doing it on foot soldiers or foot heroes, um, you'll never actually roll that to get into combat because you have to be outside of 12. So even if you roll six, uh to to the d6 you'll never be able to move into combat with your your foot slogging dudes but with cavalry there's the potential um but again you have to roll pretty high but being able to bring things into combat is in the hero phase it can put a damper on things but this is just movement shenanigans uh 
and I think that's where like that's what made Corn awesome is is that one blood type point i get to move things in the hero phase and move stuff around based on how how you're doing it again it only happens and again it happens in my hero phase too but uh it th this just makes our our dwarves fast shockingly fast yeah and it's going to help you especially in the early game when you want to get onto the board presence and then kind of like once you're there pin and move but also even in the late game as you know the game starts to windle down and you're trying to like cap an objective in your enemy territory or go one two more you know if you're outside of combat and you've got those couple of little idiots left you know you could get a d6 uh extra move and be able to get onto that that's that's not bad yeah. it's a really good play there and then to your point if you want to go into something that's got a mount that thing allows you to do that 2d6 so whether yep. it is those cavaliers whether it is uh the marshal whether it is uh i think hurricana might even be um a mount if I remember correctly. Yep. there Hurricane you go hurricane the the free guild general on griffin which is a very independent piece or the lioness like there's so many mounted options that you know what uh oh no is it, no 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 lioness, lioness, lioness is, i was about to, i was about to pull myself up on that because yeah. she's hammer hall so yeah i'll yeah. ignore rewind but the free guild general on griffin and the battle mage on griffin uh is definitely mounted but yeah, not I keyworded mean, again if we want to talk glow ups because uh, i know we didn't talk about older units but i just want to take five uh, you know a minute to say that free guild general on griffin man double roar is nasty but i'll leave it at that <laughs> he, look the, the free guild general on griffin is a great independent threat piece and i yep. think that's where it you could just even if you wanted to run like 60 percent or 70 percent dwarves have that free guild general have it as a monster have it as a distraction kind of effects go in and kind of get into the the enemy the double roar is nice uh, but it doesn't need anyone else. It doesn't need anything. You put the the the, the Sigma right weapon Warhammer on it, and it'll just go slap things. Bonk. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. Uh, it's a beautiful hammer. But uh, yeah, I, I I think I think Misthaven and Living Cities are the ones that I think. And, and then as a secondary for for fun and potential uh, grossness, I think uh, the three that dwarves will love is Living Cities, Misthaven, and Vindicar. Yeah, I think there's some play with Vindicarum and maybe into the the uh, Hammerhall Gyra as well, especially yep. getting the extra reinforcement point. I can see some play there. The 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 a war scroll the, the battalion the war scroll battalion. I'm going to guess that this is not very valuable to us, right? We have um, it's all free guildy, and for a Duarden focus, no. Uh, nope. if you wanted to do mixed arms, at least 50% humans, maybe, but it's the, the feeling that I've been getting from my other guests is it's too expensive and not enough value. Where do you stand on that one? I'm in the same point. I'll be honest with you. I, I just, I don't see anywhere where anybody would take this. Uh, I just think there's better value in the other battalions that we already have access to. Yeah. As a human player, I wouldn't even take this right now. Um, uh, if it was yeah. like optional two of the Warhawks, maybe, but like just too much forced things for me right now. That that Fusilier tower dude on an ogre, I'm not the biggest fan of him. But eh, and then it's forcing me to take at least one of those. Eh, eh. Yeah, if it was optional, if it was more optional play, I think yeah. But I think yeah. right now there's too much forced mandatory stuff for me to to consider this one. 
but they got the green strats and uh there i think based on what i'm hearing from other people uh there's probably one that stands out higher than the others but where are you standing on and obviously i'm going to ignore the first one because i hate the first one uh if anyone's heard me already talk about this i hate anything that forces me to take battle tactics specific to my book uh as opposed to options in the general's handbook so i'm just going to ignore that exemplar of the academy marshal yep yep i i yeah i i completely agree and with my dwarf hat on uh this one i would never be able to do because there's depending like if i'm going if i'm going 100 percent dwarves i literally can't do half of those so no <laughs> no <laughs> i hate it i hate it all right so let's assume that's gone because it doesn't yeah. live in out does it exist what are the other three is there any that kind of stand out for you or are you more likely to go with the seasonal general's handbook uh and the current the current one gbh 23 I love the banners one. Uh, it's just there's there's so many banners because it, it's based on how many banners are within range of the thing. If you double reinforce, there's three banners right there. Uh, and then, you know, you can play with I will the banners would be the last one I pull. Um, hold the high ground. I think if you have the player pack in your hand before you actually submit your list, which will never happen. Um, in some cases, that like that one is is just it's fine in some battle plans that want you to be in the middle of the board, but there's so many of them where battle where objectives are just everywhere. I think that I, especially for dwar- I mean, that would be the easiest for dwarves to do given the opportunity because they just don't die. So yeah. fine. There you go. But banners is easier to get. Um, and the, uh, was it the reclaim one? Nah, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think if you're looking at the grand strategies in in uh, in this book, uh, banners I think is is what you're going to take for for most of your lists. Period. I think. Yeah, I, I would say that reclaim for Sigma may be in a living city list, but outside of a living city list, I think uh, banners held high is the number one. Even in a living cities, I would say banners held high. But if you had a very interesting, you know, non-bannery focused army. Uh, maybe you're running like lots of gyrocopters or some other type of things that don't have a lot of um, banners, then yeah, maybe reclaim for Sigma. But in your traditional Duarte build, it's hard to be in all four quarters. And yeah, I mean, like if, if you're again, you're right. I mean, if, if you're running gyro, I think it's doable. If you're running gyros and your your opponent doesn't have shooting, you just fly your little gyros around, and then you have your um, your cogsmith is just going to be back corner anyways. <laughs> but yeah. But they're not survival like they're four or five wounds like you got to keep them alive for the full five battle rounds so it might sound better in theory but it's hard yeah, i think banner banners banners is clear they're probably the clear winner yep banners 100 you you said that you can't if without without humans or without elves you can't do all of these battle tactics because you're right like there's free guild command corp here there is free guild duada and there's free guild elf there is suppressive fire which is off the back of a human keyword order um so let's talk just really briefly on uh iron might do you like it as a duadan player and then secondly of the others does that do any of these make you want to choose units outside of duadan to get black powder bombardment or you know raise the banner or whatever so black powder bombardment if you're going heavy into iron drakes uh it's doable um i just don't know if you're going to go heavy into iron drakes but it is doable uh iron might uh i think this at chosen at the right time 
I think this can be easily done because we're just durable enough. Because we just have to fight. Three units have to fight, and no units have to be wiped out. I think they're durable enough where if it's an early uh, early combat uh, and they're just in your front lines, uh, I think it's, I think that's just it's easily doable because we just it, they just don't die. So mm. I, I, I think that's a great battle tactic to have uh, to pick just as the combat is happening. Um, mount the charge. Sadly, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's. I know people know it, but I mean, new to the game, you would assume that gyrocopters and gyrobombers, the, the helicopters amount. It is not, sadly. So you, you can't do it with a 100% dwarf army. You got to bring in, but there's where your Drake Spawn Knights are fun or your Cavalier. Uh, but your Drake Spawn Knights, I believe, are cheaper. Uh, so if you're hurting for points, having a couple units of those is great. But yeah, I think a lot of these we have to, uh, we have to bring outside influences in um it's it's just super unfortunate because dwarves i feel there's a lot of good but there's a lot of uh there's a lot of hurdles we got to jump over for things to get done and we're dwarves we have little legs jumping over hurdles is hard for us so don't let us like you know we don't need to be having to do that but um and this is where i said uh dwarves there's dwarf units that are amazing and like your soupy and if, if that is the case, then, you know, I think it's easy enough to get three units of dwarves in Iron Might uh, because your uh, Iron Breakers are cheap enough. Uh, so you can, you can add that in there. But, um, yeah, I, these are hard for uh, full dwarf army, a lot of them. I think, yeah, I think the key for me is either if I'm going full or mostly dwarf, um, that's cool. I just need to look at my general's handbook and say, right, how do I score five or more battle tactics? Because I want to have options. Sometimes some options are just too hard in particular points. But how do I score those five battle tactics if I'm full Dwarden, knowing that I really only got one or two options from my book? Then if I'm if I if I'm really struggling there, you know, I don't have any wizards to cast magical dominance. I'm not really feeling it with bait and trap, or you know, there's some things that are just too hard for me. What do I need to lean into outside of Duarden to get, you know, can I do strike without warning if I bring in some elf units? Can I look into bringing in a unit of Fusiliers to do suppressive fire? You know, what is it that I, you know, do I bring in a free guild command corp that has no other benefit other than just capturing that first battle tactic? Mm-hmm. Like that's a consideration for you Duarden players to think um, whether you want to go full Duarden, 60 to 70% or a 50-50 split between humans and elves or Dwight and whatever your, your, your favorite choice is. Exactly. But I think human, human has more options. Humans bring more to the table. There are more orders. There are more abilities. There are more units. You know, a human Dwight and, uh combination is probably the most likely. Yep. I agree 100%. You don't have to agree with me. Like I just like they're just my thoughts. Like no, but um, I mean they are very good thoughts, and they're 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 yeah, they're perfect. Honestly, um, super. <laughs> just, like it, it, as I think I think the trend for this book is they they want you to to go into uh, your humans and your soup, but uh, you know there's play. 
And look, I'll say as a Gits player as well. So I play Gloomspite Gits. I've been playing them for a long time as well. In the old Gloomspite Gits book, it was focusing you very on like heavy trogs, heavy squigs. Like you are, it was very much a one list build and it struggled a lot. Like you, you, you notice Gits for a long time didn't do that well because you were relying on like one or two golden units to like lift you above. Uh, and now you're starting to see a lot more list diversity where you're seeing mixes of go goblins and, and trogs, or you're seeing trogs and squigs or spiders and trogs. And you're seeing a lot of really interesting combinations and list building as you unpack it. And I think that's the key of cities. Cities are going to be, you want to do hundred percent spiders, do it, but mm -hmm. you can get a lot more value out of a combination. But here is your first list. This is your 100% um, dwarf list, which I really dig. Talk to me through a little bit about what it's all about and how it works as I kind of partially choke on my own cough. Nice. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is this is basically what we've been talking about the whole time in terms of you're, uh, you're playing off the Warden King's pile driver gimmick. You're playing off of... Um, you're getting all the extra move from Misshoven because I think that truly, I think that's that's super important for this this build. Got uh, three Rune Lords. I think I originally had like four in here, and then we modified it a little bit. But uh, I think four was overkill. But um, this is this is your typical. I think you would you, you would see how Dwarves would generally play. It's your castle. You're going to move up, but your castle is now moving up uh, quicker than you thought because of Misshoven and your uh, movement orders, uh, and they're just tough to kill right? They're just super tough to kill. Your hammers are your, um, your hammers are your hammer. Ha. Huh? Um, your, and then your iron drakes are your shooting. Cause I, 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 I think you, yeah, you raised a good point when I initially sent this to you. Uh, I think, I think you do need shooting in, in a city's list. Uh, I just wish, uh, Iron Drake's benefited a little bit more from stuff, but I mean, they're still great shots. Uh, this is just, yeah, like I said, this is this is your this is your castle, right? This is your slow moving castle up the board, and stuff won't die, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got your Oath of Steel, like we talked about. You do have your Curse, your Heal. I doubled down on Oath of Steel because I think that is just an amazing prayer. And then your Warden King as your beat stick. Uh, you could probably even swap out uh, like a couple things where you drop that one gyrocopter. Uh, and then you can add another, uh, and, and, a, and a rune Lord, you might not need three, add another warden King as two like really tough hitting heroes. And your warden King can be your general. I put the rune Lord as my general, just because I love master of ancient lore and having two, um, two prayers on, on the rune Lord, because again, he Bennett, he'll be the one that benefits from lookout, sir. Your, your warden King wants to be in and amongst everything. So yeah. Um, Yeah. Gyro bomber, gyrocopter are there for speed and decent shooting. I mean, it's not bad shooting, and uh, those are going to help you with, with the um, the the tactics of uh, uh, what is it? Surround and destroy because they're fast enough to to get to those points. But yeah, slow moving castle, double reg, so two drop, uh, and then you'll often get the choice because uh, um, that with the new uh, primal dice battalion is a thing where that'll. Uh, you'll probably outdrop a lot of your opponents, especially if they have magic. And the cool thing about a list like this, and by the way, this is by no means the list. Like this is just an example. You can tweak it and modify it however you want to do it. You could take those gyro bombers and turn them into a unit of three gyrocopters. 
this could be a great example of a Vindicarum list. It doesn't have to be a Mistharven list. You know, this would work quite well. You've got a lot of uh, melee-focused units that you might want to double reinforce. Get some. Uh, I know you've spent your four reinforcement points, but maybe that's a way that you go into Hammerhall Gyra for the extra reinforcement point, or you go into Vindicarum for the for the rallying combat. So while this is a Mistharven list, there's a lot of interplay and it might let you explore that you've got Fire Slayers as an ally, you've got uh, Tempest Eye as an ally. So if you do want to keep the Duarden theme, maybe you bring in Gotrek and you try to find some points for a Gotrek, especially as you're moving around with a castle and a, uh, a, a, you know, a heavy threat. Or maybe you'd double down on the gyrocopters. Like There's so much interplay and so many ways you can tweak this that I don't think there is one single list. No, and and like we we talked about before, I think this is this is one of the. Uh, it's been a long time coming where it it actually was a hard choice for me because, on initial look of this book, I thought dwarves were poop, but then I started reading a heck of a lot more into it, and you know what? They all have interweaving play, uh, that is fun, right? So, I on again on initial look, uh, I thought long beards were doo doo, right? But then I then I read more into that. Oh, that battle shock thing actually isn't a terrible thing to have, right? Mm. Uh, and I'm I'm willing to spend the 130 points and give them great axes. And not only are they, you know, I will hold them back to 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 keep that benefit of the the battle shock mitigation and also giving lookout sir to my uh, rune lords. But it's still not a bad unit to go. Ah, I'm going to counter charge with them because I have great axes, bonk. Or if they're if they're with the shield, right, sword and board, then that's that's another unit that you throw the five up ward on, right? Uh, they, they've got they've got they have more play than I initially thought, and I'm hoping that this video uh, that everyone sees is is going to open eyes and, and maybe give dwarves another shot because I know on on initial look. Uh, we didn't get anything, right? Yeah. But I, th- it's still, there's still something there. And that's why we're having the conversation because I think we've overlooked the Warden, especially uh, because they didn't get anything new. And I think probably people are feeling like I got a whole bunch of questions that people were kind of asking me. And I think the morale is feeling a little bit low right now because the humans got all the good stuff. And you know what? This might get expanded in a broken realms or this like Dawnbringer that we're currently seeing. Who knows, in six to nine months, maybe there will be a new way of Duarden being added to the mix. When Grungni comes down and finally reveals himself, who knows what bring, gets brought into this particular book. We've seen plenty of expansions. Night, uh, Iron Jaws just got announced that they'll get a supplement with a bunch of new units that will be added to the book. So, But I think we're kind of also showing that you can take this list wherever you want to go. Make it a, Drop one of the battle regiments, make it a command entourage, and get two prayers so all your rune lords could have heal and curse or oath and steel and like bring in different options depending on if you're within nine or outside of nine and And yeah and then if you go that route that's where you switch out the general and you put that on the warden king and then make him a priest as well right i mean like look there's there's a lot of a lot of play it's just i built this one i think as as my this might have been my like low-hanging fruit of like this is all the units i'm going to take them but i, I do want to show that you can take all of the units that are available minus the cogsmith that i don't have in here but he's still got play uh ish um but i mean 
I've took I've taken every war scroll in here except for uh the cogsmith just because well, I didn't have the points. And look, if you had the reinforced gyrocopters, then maybe, but probably oh I don't know, maybe even with the couple of gyrocopters slash gyro bombers, you might consider a, a cogsmith, but I think you know it's it's a good framework to to build out and 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 play around with and uh you might find that you know what I am struggling with the battle tactics like we talked a little earlier and it might lead you into going well what what free guild and what elves can I possibly bring in in order to help me score some of that so I see some similar frameworks here you've still got iron breakers you've still got hammerers you've got your rune lords and your um you, you know gyrocopters and things like that but you've started mixing in some some free guild. You've got some Warforgers. You've brought in some uh, Command Corp. You've brought in some Steel Helms and some Fusiliers. So tell me more about this mixed arms force that's combining both Duarden and human keywords. Yeah, so this, this just goes back to when we were talking about the battle tactics. I just added things in that would allow me to get some of those battle tactics, like the Fusiliers example for um, Suppressive Fire, uh, just allowing that to be available and then uh pairing off the warforger's ability of the um the mortal wound in addition on sixes from from free guild fusiliers then you can start reliably looking at black powder bombardment um yeah so i i don't yeah we didn't put the general on here but i would have the free guild marshal as my general with um macroscope um it, just giving the, the range and then opening up uh the fusiliers to to do those two battle tactics and then yeah, there's enough um there's enough uh just other things in there that will that we can just just do other things right um the steel helms are in there solely to open up the free guild fusiliers to being battle line because uh, mm. then you can double reinforce them that's where they're there instead of the another unit of uh, iron breakers um, but I, uh, I reinforce the unit of iron breakers. Yeah. So, uh, the command corp, it's amazing, but it's also there to, for the, uh, the battle tactic. So now you can see how this opens up for multiple battle tactics to be run. Um, and, uh, Horfrost on iron breakers or hammers isn't a bad thing. <laughs> I was literally just pulling up the wall scroll to see who would be the benefit, who would benefit most from a hoarfrost. Um, that's a, it's actually a good question. I mean, iron breakers. I think if you if you uh, just giving them rend in combat, mm. right, rather than uh, the only way to get rend on them. Well, not the only way, but uh, you could use uh, the rune lord on one unit of iron breakers to give them rend one, and then you can use the war forger on the re double re or the reinforce unit to give them potentially rend three on average rend two. Um, that makes them fun. Super fun. The, um, the iron breakers also work well if you need volume. So if let's say you go up against, uh, let's say gits, for example, where you just need a, a weight of dice to take down that unit of squigs, you could bring down the wound to a two plus. So you, all that attack hitting on twos yep. now wounding on twos because you're you've whole frosted them you don't need the rend because they've got like a save of six or or less uh and you can get volume there or as you said if you need lots of attacks to go through a high armored thing you could go rend rend minus three so uh i like that that's a good it's, it's a good utility piece uh depending on who you face and what you need 
Yep. Uh, and uh, you'll notice I didn't give any of the, the, the lore, the human lore magic into the Warforges because uh, the only one they can take is the, the, the metal spell. Transmutation of lead. Yep. Uh, which is which is a great spell. I just think uh, you know having Blizzard and Horfrost in there uh, with extra primal dice is is fine. And then they they're also plus one to cast. Uh, they will just pop pop their plus one to cast for themselves. So and that's a good call out as well. Is that this particular list allows you to play into the Antorian Locuses, which is going to let you score more points in particular battle plans. It allows you to play with the primal dice a little more. And you get to be able to use Merciless Blizzard and Hallfrost. So uh, this might be a consideration for this particular General's Handbook. Uh, but, you know, to your point, if you had the spare points, which you absolutely do, you could bring in one Battle Mage instead if you didn't think that, you know, two, two Warforges was maybe overkill and you wanted something else that we talked about earlier with the human spell law. So, uh, again, a lot of great points. You, you could still cut, change, modify, bring an endless spell, uh, tweak. Like, is there a particular other city that this might, like, work well with? Like, if you're building around Warforges, I mean, maybe Hallowheart or... or um, uh, I think settlers? this is where, where a Settler's Gain would go in, I think, if you're building mm -hmm. it, because I think the, the spells on the Warforgers are... Because, I mean, you've also got the Mortal Wound one. Uh, and then you've also got Horfrost and Merciless Blizzard. So I mean, there's three really solid spells there that uh, that you would that you would I think in most cases would want to get off. Um, I think I think I think Settler's Gain would be a good call. Uh, I also don't hate this one in in um, Hollowheart because we do have access to the healer or the surgeon in the Free Guild Command Corp, which can heal back the wounds that you take on a 10 plus cast um so yeah i think i think this actually i i actually like hollow heart now that i've kind of talked myself into it i like hollow heart uh better in this one uh, as opposed to settler's gain yeah there's a couple of good options like i was just having a look to see what else uh and like obviously you could tweak this bring in some iron drakes and then go into gray water so they're having both the free guild the fusiliers and the um the the iron drakes so that would be able to like double down on your shooting though it's a lot of points in shooting a lot yeah. it's a lot of um, points but i i went the route of the hammers instead of more shooting simply because of the um the iron might battle tactic i want three dwarves to be able to fight and not die so yeah there's plenty of options i think that's the key it's not about the right or wrong list because right now there's faqs coming and erratas and points might adjust and you know, the meta is going to shift and who knows what happens when these new iron jaws hit the table and the new trogs hit the table and fleshy the courts hit the table. So it's always this evolving meta that, um, you know, we, we, we write our best lists and it's going to tweak and change along the way. And uh, I, I, I like the framework and I think we can modify and tweak and bring in allies and you've got a deep ally pool, you know, yep. from, and we talked about this earlier in other discussions, you know, whether it is, bringing in the twins from Lumineth, bringing in um, some movement shenanigans like um, the the Canari who, you know, because you don't have a lot of movement shenanigans. You could be bringing in some things from Stormcast, maybe like the auto unbuy Night in Cantor or bringing in the priest if you want to do Lethus. Like there's just so many options that. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's, it's a deep book. And I think, I think the fact that all three of these videos have gone over two hours is a testament to that. Uh, considering this one, we had the, f the fewest amount of War Scrolls to talk about, and it was still this is still been this, we're still over two hours. 
I thought we would get under two hours with dwarves. I thought surely there's not enough in dwarves to talk about it. And I feel like we've only scratched the surface. We haven't talked about hurricanes and how like, I do a bunch of mortal wounds to support. We haven't talked about like, there's so many things we can talk. And this is why we've broken it up in this way. And uh, more and more will get unpacked as we go. But I think hopefully people are getting a good idea of how the humans, the elves and the Duarten and how you can combine them as well. But Matt, before we wrap up, I've got some rapid fire questions from discord that I want to ask you. Are you, are you, are you good? Let's do it. Let's do it. All yeah. right. So first one coming from Toral is um, what do you feel like the best city for, for the, the Duarten? They call it the Duai, the Duarten. Like, all right. That's I get fine. It. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Hands down, I think Miss Hoven's the one. Um, but I think a very close second and third is uh, Living Cities and Vin- and Vindicarum, just for the reasons that we already talked about. But I mean, we're a slow army, Miss Hoven. One of the other questions from him, he he, he said like a million questions. So, he, so he's this a, guy really he's wants a, to play dwarves. Perfect. Well, well, Torrell, I've seen him. He's a local in my community. Um, he, he, I remember once coming to an event. He dressed up like a dwarf, like he had a beard, he had the outfit, like he is like full, full. He's a, he's a, a he's a grumbler. Are gyro, <laughs> excuse me, are gyro bombers and gyrocopters worth it now as units? And is it worth reinforcing them? And I've kind of touched on this a little bit. It, it hasn't been a big feature in our lists, but do I build around them? And is it worth considering? I think they're cheap enough, uh, especially the gyrocopter, where if you've got, because I think I think there's that sweet spot of your, a lot of cases you do end up, and we ran into this actually when we modified the, the Dwarden only list, is uh, it's actually easy to find that 80 points, right? Uh, so running one gyrocopter, is is fine because again it's speed it's a little annoyance it can run up and grab you an objective somewhere not anywhere near you i i think i think they're worth it you just gotta play them in a different way because they don't have the anvil guard turn off to save my guns go pew pew and kill you uh but i think i think they're there um and i think the the list that we showed where we had double gyro bomber as opposed to uh um what is it? Three gyrocopters. I think you could you could easily have a have an argument of bringing them as a as a unit of three. See, I'm thinking the current season you got the the battle tactic where you charge to, if, if two units retreat and then two units charge. This could be a great example of two bombers going in for the charge. If you pin them, if you pin a unit, so you get like very little attacks going in retreat them out then the second wave because of the extra movement then you can charge in with your you know your hammers and you know things like mm-hmm. that your long beards that could be a great way to score that battle tactic so i could actually see also value having two independent threats it actually could help you score in the battle tactic where you need three on different board edges like two little yep. fast movements go up the front or the side and then like this there's they're fine because again i mean you're looking at an 80 point unit right uh, where you can have them on the board edge. And honestly, in, in a lot of cases, I think people would just ignore them because they have a giant uh, castle of it's hard to kill moving up and, and it can hit me pretty hard. Uh, so maybe maybe the castle is your distraction carnifex and then your gyrocopters are, are zipping around getting you, getting you objectives, right? So, yeah. Big Bobo asking, he asked a couple of questions. I think we talked a lot about the Iron Drakes already, but... We, we we touched on this one, but I want to get your general feel. Is how do you think the dwar- the dwarves are, are looking durability wise in all phases? And I think we've been very clear in the enemy's combat phase, we can have incredible durability. 
But outside of that one particular phase, how do you feel that Dwarden have um, when it comes to durability? I still think they're durable uh, because you still do have that prayer that lasts until your next hero phase of minus one to wound. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, there are three plus base. So, I mean, your all out defense is, is, uh, the stocks on all out defense is fantastic on them. Uh, I, I think they're, I think they're durable enough to combat their slow moving. Um, and truthfully, I, I don't think you want to, I mean, you have to get into combat with them for the most cases, but, um, they're not going to be fun to fight in combat. I'll tell you that right now. Six up ward prayer is obviously one that I would Bless. definitely, yep. yeah. Having bless as well would be something I'd want to have up my sleeve. And I believe all priests get that, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I mean uh, it's there, yep. it's there. It's it's one of the the two, right? Smite and yeah. bless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, Smite. you have you have bless in the back pocket where I mean, uh, you you still do have a six up ward. Uh, that's nothing to really kind of frown on, unless you're the the lioness, which six up ward for her isn't great, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I, they're durable. They're durable enough, uh, and they're durable enough to be annoying. All right. And to wrap things up, what's your favorite beverage of choice? And I have one more question. Then I have one more question. You can do shout outs. Okay, cool. So, uh, my favorite beverage of choice, uh, I am a sour beer connoisseur. (sighs) Get out of here. That's fine. It's fine. Whatever. More for me. It's fine. That's disgusting. Uh, non-alcoholic. I drink far too much Monster Energy drink to the point where I pee neon. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's it's about to hit summer at the moment, and in Australia, the alcoholic ginger beer and ciders, I think, are incredible. Uh, I, I, I never like beers that make me feel really bloated. So anything that's like doesn't have to be hopping and light, but I just, I probably, I'm, I'm not a big weedy kind of guy. I, uh, I live far too close to a brewery. Uh, so I just try all their stuff. So yeah, I've got, I've got two breweries about five minutes from my house and they often have a lot of like food trucks as well. So tomorrow there's like American barbecue, uh, food truck there. So I'll go there occasionally. The last question I'll be curious about, uh, as a fellow bearded man is, do you have any general beard grooming advice for us to and people who have nice long beards that we like to look after them and we like to plait them and you know your oil you got to oil them up pretty good you get all those those good things uh sometimes uh, it feels it just feels good to run a comb through them every now and again uh you, you know you get some beard shampoo it's good to go this beard took me uh three years to grow because i'm i have a baby face uh so i'm i'm not going to shave it anytime soon uh, i think this is going to stick around until november where i'm going to turn it into a dirty stash uh for november and uh and raise some good money for it but yeah Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Beard shampoo, a special beard and shampoo, not your regular head and shoulders uh, is absolutely critical. That That's probably the number one lesson um, that you'll learn. Uh, I shaved this morning and this is the beard I got. So uh, I've got no problem growing facial hair. Matt, this has been awesome. Ironically enough, I swear I thought this was going to be the shortest video. I'm like, surely there's like seven war scrolls. This is going to be a quick one. But I got, it just shows how deep this book is, how much insight. And we probably could have spoken a lot more about these combination mixed arms and how more of this into the build and you've gotten deeper. And I think that's the exciting piece that we can have this conversation and I can do more cities videos and we can talk about different stuff. But in the meantime, um, remember that this is uh, not FAQ'd. So if you're watching this in the future and uh, an errata or a points adjustment has come in, things might have gone up, things might have gone down. 
the great cannon, for example, uh, if that goes down a certain amount of points, that actually would be very viable. And I would love to include at least one in my list. Mm-hmm. Great kind of piece that I would love to have. Just a little too expensive for me right now. But just model, keep, it's a great model. It's uh, I think it's got it's got some interesting rules. It's just a little dude too- that's just drinking on it. That, that guy alone is enough for me to to buy it. Just that one guy just shooting a cannon and having a beer. It's a great, great freaking time. It's, <laughs> it's you. It's you represented on the table. You're like, yep, that's me. You guys do the rest. I'll just shoot the cannon and have some have some beers. Exactly. It's a good time. Anyone you want to shout out? Anything uh, you want to wrap this up? Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, bring us home. Yeah, so uh, where you can find me, I'm I'm not terribly uh, into Twitter, or actually, sorry, X. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. X now. Yeah, it is X now. Um, I probably should get more into that, but uh, I am on your Discord, so anybody can ping me with any questions after this video, or if, uh, I'm always down for TTS game every now and again. Um, Shoutouts, I mean, obviously, so our local scene is, is probably the one in Canada, other than probably Quebec. So, I mean, you've got your Season of War guys. They're all a bunch of good dudes. Uh, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm all about my club, Duty Hammer. Uh, it's, a, it's a good group of guys. Uh, we got Yuri Levon. You know those guys all too well. Simeon, um, Sabati, uh, all, all great guys. Josh Aikens, best TO in Ontario. Uh, so yeah, we've got a, we've got a good group, Mike fleet. I don't know. I'm going to forget people and they're going to get pissed off at me, but whatever, uh, Danny, fine, whatever. Um, uh, I want to give a special shout out to another dude in Ontario, Jake Sagan. Uh, I don't think this guy gets enough credit for, uh, like I, I'm on the retirement tour of cities. This guy never got off the bus. Uh, he played cities for the longest time to a point where it actually got, I was his last cities game until this new book has come out. And now he's beating the crap out of everybody with flesh eater courts. Um, but he helped me out a little bit with the, uh, the list that I presented today. Uh, it was actually really funny. I initially said to him, yeah, uh, coach wants me to go on there. He wants me to talk about doors. I need to make a list. His response was, his response was good luck, but then we actually spoke about it. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, he's a good dude, uh, and I, I don't think he gets enough credit, to be honest with you. So uh, I want to give him a shout-out as well. Cool. Well, great shout-outs. And I think probably the last thing I would say is you've just proved the point that um, nobody has the one list, and I think that's where communities, whether it's Facebook group, my Discord, finding areas where you can say, hey, I'm thinking about building a list around this, or hey, you know, I'm really worried about long range thread. I want to get a Luminarch. Like, how do I think about a Luminarch and build around a Luminarch? And, you know, high tide lifts all boats. And I think that's where we, you know, yeah, an internet list goes really well, but how do we like build up our mm-hmm. knowledge? So hopefully through this discussion with Bart, with Freddie, with Matt, uh, and the Discord chats and things like that, we can really unpack this city's book. So when it on general sale, which I hopefully by the end of this year that actually hasn't been announced, but by the time it's on general sale and it's been FAQ'd, eroded and points adjusted and battle scrolled, um, we hit the ground running and we reclaim the realms on the name of city Sigma. And we start building areas like in Ulgu because we need to get out of Gur. Let's try new, let's try a new realm. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to say one, one last thing is look how long it took for some of those medalists in the old city book to have come to fruition, right? I mean, look how long it took for that living cities thing in there. So I just think, I just think that this and that Phoenician list that did really well at, at even like, LVO, right? Even I think the first list that did really well was was it Tom Maudsley in the UK 
with Hallow Heart teleporting with the Soul Screen Bridge, the Iron Drakes and the Crossbows. Mm -hmm. I think that took three or four months for Tom to even start five and owing. So uh, it's going to take a while to kind of crack crack this nut because there's so many options. Yep. I, I truly believe, and this will be my final thought, uh, I think a lot of people were just kind of looking at it going, oh, uh, it's just humans. But I, I truly believe that the soup isn't dead. And I, I, I think you're going to see I, I think you're going to see this all over the place. Soup uh, is is alive and well, still going. If, if the world is anything like my Discord, the amount of people who have picked up this box is going to be incredible. But then that's going to lead into the counter of cities. Like if cities becomes the big bad, then the Fusiliers, we talked a lot about the Fusiliers. Not that I think they're the, the, the big bad, but you're going to start pe- seeing people. How do I counter that? How do I not shoot them so they don't return fire? Like people will start to look at this and that's when the next layer of secret source, like we've talked about, will start to kind of get, you know, unsurfaced. So Matt, I've completely lost my voice and I've got no drink left. Uh, it was only tea, but uh, actually, no, it was a very, very strong alcoholic. You just ignore the little tea bag that I've got there. Mm, I feel like it's too early <laughs> for you to have that, but that's okay. <laughs> no, my voice is killing me. So I had a little tea there, but uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the chat. Uh, please join Discord. Matt's over there. Discord link is in the episode. We'll talk a lot about cities. We'll unpack it. We'll ride the waves. We'll wait for the new models to come out. I can't wait for the Pope. Once that Pope comes out and I can build all my flagellants into a list, rest assured, folks, there'll be a flagellant talk. But I need the Pope. She is awesome. But okay, yeah. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it yet because, like, by the time – it's like I I have concerns like the Storm Drake where Storm Drake War Scroll came out like three months before it actually hit the shelf. Yep. And like, you get super excited. And then it got nerfed, like its points went up, the pregame move change, and there was and the uh, the general's um, command trait, you could no longer put it on a, a, a dragon leader. I'm like, oh man, like, so but at let's the very get- least, at the very least, the line is a hobbier's line. All of the models are beautiful and they're going to be great to paint. And I love that Pope model. I like just aesthetically, I just love that Pope model. I'm already planning conversions. Trust me. I'm already planning my conversions. So uh, Matt, thank you again. I'll try to wrap this up five times now. I think mm-hmm. it just proves that we could keep talking about this. Great guest, great insight. Leave a comment. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, let me know what if there's stuff in the Duarte side that we didn't talk about that you think maybe has legs. Maybe if there's a list built around gyrocopters and gyro bombers and you know uh, that OP Cogsmith and maybe like a, you've got some secret source let us know in the comments and let us know in Discord because I'm really curious to hear from you. Matt, thank you. Chat, thank you. And bye. Like, subscribe. Bye. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Thanks for hanging around until the end. I hope you enjoyed that video and you walked away with a few new ideas. Now, if you did, I would love it if you pressed like on the video as well as left me a comment with your thoughts. The conversation will continue over on Discord and the link is down below in the episode description. I also want to give a massive shout out to the AOS Coach patrons and YouTube members who are supporting the channel and the growth that you're seeing here. So cheers, you are all bloody legends. And until next time, don't roll a double one on a spell cast.